solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Chapter Thirty. The Pensive. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. I'm Alex. And I'm Joey. And this is Potter Watch. So exciting to have Joey back again. We have a return guest, Professor Posner, as you all know him. (laughs) Hi, guys. (laughs) If you don't know him, go back and listen to the the magic of science because it is one of our absolute favorite episodes. Oh, yeah. Done. It was a lot of fun doing I that. I think favorite to date. Yeah, really? def- yeah, I, for definitely. Sure. Oh. We just did a fun one um, for Valentine's Day, but um, I mean, I think it's always fun when we have and this when hasn't we really happened. Yeah, I was to say that yeah. we we have a guest that can teach us something that we don't know about the Harry Potter series, which I feel like is hard to do. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I put a little bit of that into this episode oh. when when looking at the the pensive. Nice, please. I I'm ready. <laughs> I'm prepared. I'm gonna try not to be as like. I yeah. need to be the best we in class, intense. top in school. <laughs> I like felt like I didn't do a good job of like analyzing this chapter because it was like very emotional. Very emotional oh, yeah. and a lot of um. I feel like. Just action, which is often hard to like right. analyze. It's like it happens, like yeah, noted. and <laughs> and I get like into it. I'm like, oh my god, like I'm in the pinceve with Harry. Yeah. Nobody can see me or hear me, but I am there. <laughs> um, but we are doing chapter thirty today, the pinceve, and we can listen to this episode because um, we know it's stored in the pinceve. Thoughts, memories, whatever you want to say. Dumbledore says thoughts, but. I always say memories. I say memories. And Harry's brain says memories out 3,000 times in this chapter. <laughs> so um, I think memories is suitable. Yeah. Or yeah. thoughts. You know. Well. Thoughts and prayers. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what did you all rename this chapter? Prof? Profess? Do you want to start? Um, I said accusations of the past. Nice. Mm, very nice. Um, very nice, Professor Posner. Thank you, thank you. I will continue to call you Professor Posner. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate this. Mr. Scamander. <laughs> um, my rename is Borrowing the Past. Borrowing? What is yours? Mine is a little sassy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said mine and I know no, no, no. you gave me a face, so I thought we had the same one or something. No, 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 I was no. like, I was what? preparing you for mine. Alrighty. Um, <clears throat> trouble doesn't find Harry. Harry finds trouble. <laughs> Enough! <laughs> it was just too perfect. That for was this I, I put that in my notes. Like that was like one of my first notes. Like this is straight up him being like, oh, what's this? I know it's something I harp on a lot, but it was just sitting there for me. Fair. Mm -hmm. I also think (laughs) I think it's funny that because for me, I was like, this isn't really trouble. Like it's nosy, but he's like not in trouble. But I do, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, I have a note. I'll, I'll save mine. I mean, he doesn't know what was going to happen. He didn't know what was going to happen. That's, exactly. that's true. That's true. He's exactly. just like, it, could, it didn't, yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. It could very easily have been, like, he could have been in a life-threatening situation. Like, he's just lucky. He's lucky, but he's in Dumbledore's office. Like, there are some circumstances around. He has a poisonous ring at some point in his office. What if Harry just put it on? It's still poisonous when he... He just has it sitting there, though. No, actually, no. It is still poisonous because it was after he destroyed the Horcrux that he put it on, and that's when his arm got cursed. Yeah, it, it still had it. So if Harry had just been like, oh, pretty ring, let me put this on, he could have, you yeah. know, had but, the same fate as... I mean, Dumbledore's office is, in general, in the Harry Potter books, like, the safest place we go. Like, yeah. it, Like, aside from, like, the burrow or something like that, it's a pretty safe place to be. With Dumbledore around, you're safe. I mean, I'll just say Dumbledore does die in his own office. Not a, <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He falls... Oh, in the it's North. The ta- yeah, yeah. The I'm thinking of the movie. Whoa, I can't believe He I just also dies in the just, tower yeah. in the movie. No, they're in... Remember in the movie, they have, like, two levels to Dumbledore's study? And oh. here he goes... Oh. That's right, right? Yeah. I mean, technically, technically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is that his this office? This is what happens when you have two Gryffindors. <laughs> Like, really? It does look like a tower, though. Well, like, that's I think why Dumbledore's I, office is supposed to be, like, in its own tower. No, I know. I just, I, I forgot that that is the location of their mm. tower because I put the book's context into the movie. I'm like, oh, that must be. The, the, the was that the, astro- yeah, or the astronomy, astronomy tower? Yeah, yeah, tower. yeah something like that. It's yeah, the yeah, astronomy yeah. tower in the book. I, I cannot believe I just quoted the movie instead of the book. I'm, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's sum up. Some hekus. Should I start and we'll go this way? Sure. Sherbert lemon. Okay. <laughs> That's not the past. Cockroach cluster. <laughs> um, Harry goes snooping. Igor names names. Ludo's free. Uh, there's a comma in there. Um, and downfall of Crouch. Ooh. That, you packed a lot into that And five. they are actually five, seven, five. <laughs> okay, you know. The other week I was just like, I'm not doing a five. Yeah, sometimes when I'm, sometimes when I listen to you, like I count the syllables Mine and sometimes it's wrong. hard. Well, I mean, sometimes yes, but, <laughs> but it's, it, other times I'm like really impressed of how much information you can pack into, into that many syllables. Alex yeah, is better at it. I like get so caught up and I talk too fast that I'm like, that's only one syllable, right? <laughs> Um, all those creative writing classes at UMBC. I'm just kidding. I did not take the poetry one. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so just a little, um, a little preview of mine. Whoa. Uh, I went a poetry route. Mm. So. Beautiful. It, yeah, it, it, it lacks, um. Syntax. Factual evidence. Like oh, facts, like you know, okay. not factual evidence. Like it just lacks detail. I would detail. Okay. It lacks detail. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. okay. You ready? Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where to go? Okay. Liquid history. Mother's broken heart and mind. Men betrayed and freed. Wow. Thank you. I was very impressed with myself driving. That was- <laughs> <laughs> just like mother, like it's like a very poetic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, but like in that context it is to me. I'm surprised you weren't more saddened by my middle line. I mean, I was, but I was like taking it all in. I was too impressed to be sad. Oh, thank you. I just, <laughs> I wanted to bring in like Neville's family somehow, but then I like, I was like, I, I didn't have enough syllables. And then long I like, bottom is long. Long bottom long is bottom. long. That's three, 
threesome? Long bot to, yeah. Yeah. I'm a scientist, not a Long bot. Yeah. All right, what do you Well, I love that we all just did that. Like, <laughs> Counting on the fingers. Confirmed, confirmed. All right. Um, mine is not poetic at all. Um, I got sassy with this one. Nice. Yes. I love, love. <clears throat> what the fuck, Harry? Stay out of Dumbledore's head. Still learned a lot, though. Oh, my God. That was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. great. It's just like magic. <laughs> I love magic. No, that was awesome. Thank you. What the fuck? <laughs> I just... I, I, so, I, I was going to bring this up later, but it's just... It's such a huge invasion of privacy. Oh, definitely. Yeah, for like, sure. Definitely. Both times that Harry goes into the pensive, uh, like, unbidden, it's... Super fucked up. Like, yeah. Like, you're... You're going into someone's head, their personal I, thoughts. I, I will say, he doesn't know that it's Dumbledore's personal thoughts this time when he's doing it. He's oh, I, obviously <laughs> I think it's messed up. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's not a, it's not a good, I will say. It's definitely rude. But in Harry's defense, later, he didn't know this going in, but Dumbledore doesn't seem that mad about it. He, he seems, he takes it way in, too cool He about takes it. it in stride, almost as if he's planned it. Mm. Interesting. I have notes later. Okay. All right, shall we hop right in? Yes. Let's hop. Shall we dive right in to the uh-huh. pensive? Um, there is okay. a slight background noise of a fan, listeners, just so everyone knows. Just wanted to call it out. So, to... I wanted to start by saying, like, is it... Okay, do you guys say pensive or pensive? I, I honestly say both. Okay. <laughs> I say pensive... I know it's like supposed to be pensive, but I've been saying pensive too long. Oh, I thought it was long. supposed to be pensive, but I sometimes just say pensive. Well, it's the movies. Pensive, well, right? the movies. The movies say pensive, but Jim Dale says pensive. That I think that's why I do both. And and I actually and I actually dived into this a bit because uh, like the pensive like to be pensive is spelled yeah. p n s i v e, but in the books it's spelled p n s i e v e. However, sieve as in as like a, S-I-E-V-E yeah. is pronounced as in like a like a mesh strainer yeah. is pronounced sieve. Yes. So for me, I'm just gonna continue to call it a pensive. And honestly, it's just an anagram for penis Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Molly. What up? <laughs> that should have been my reading. What is penis Eve? <laughs> It's like, is it a it's like New Year's Eve. It's like New Year's Eve before you get laid. <laughs> yeah, well, that's funny. Oh, uh, penis Eve. Mm. So, uh, so I don't know if you guys have anything before um, Harry is left alone in the. Well, I'm sorry. So, what do you say, pensive or pensive? Pensive. pensive. Oh, pensive. pensive. Yeah. Because okay. I grew up with Jim Dale, and so I, all of my pronunciations are are Jim Dale, although. Like, uh, Accio, I have been converted to Accio instead of Accio. Some of them I've been converted, and I honestly just go back and forth. I don't think about it too much on some words. I didn't yeah. listen to Jim Dale until I was an adult, so... Which is a crying shame. I, it, 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 um, I disagree. No? Because I didn't have it for so long, when I did get to listen to it for the first time as an adult, it was, like, re-falling in love with the Harry Potter series. It did so take it, her literally four years to, like, hop on board, though. 
yeah. of me telling her to listen to. <laughs> well, I don't know. I have my ritual of reading them once a year. And then I started driving a lot. Because it was before I started driving. I so also yeah. I didn't really it have made, like a point sense. for audiobooks. I'm just saying. It was a campaign on my end. It was a campaign. And it was a blessing. Like I, I don't think my life will ever be without Jim Dale now. <laughs> I just... I think it was really nice that I had it so much later. But the words are not associated in the same way. No. Yeah. yeah. When I read uh, the books, I hear I hear the, the story in Jim Dale's voice. Same. See, yeah, and I think I have movie pronunciations because when my mom read it to me and then when I started reading it myself, I guess I would just like... You just say yeah. things in your head and you kind of skip yeah. things if you don't know how to pronounce them. Hermione. Yeah, and then like I got the movies and I was like, oh, that's how you say it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I just had a quick note before he's alone, just about um, Fudge, yeah. you're fake, and you're basic. Yeah. <laughs> he's racist. Oh, definitely racist. And you're racist. <laughs> I love though Harry. Harry was yeah. like, Harry walks in and he's like, uh, I don't know. He was just so good in his moment where he was just like, um, actually, um, she was nowhere to be seen. And um, I think she would be pretty hard to miss. To yeah. miss. And I was like, yes, Harry. Hermione would Harry. be proud. Yeah. Although I realized something. This isn't, this is really one of the first times we really get um, Fudge in his, in, in, I don't want to say evil, but like. In you're his, starting to see. Yeah, you're starting to is. see. And like, because even, even, um, even after like his racist moment, he like goes back to being like, Oh, don't worry, Harry. We're go run along to class, and you're like, uh, "Who's this guy?" Exactly. Yeah. Although I think he's I he's being jovial are... about it, though. He's yeah. not being condescending. But that's how he is at the end of the third one too, and like that's when he really starts to rub me the wrong way. Is how he treats them compared to how Dumbledore treats them in the hospital mm -hmm. wing. So I yeah. think that's where yes. you start. Like this, the beginning of the third book, I feel like he's cool because he's like kind of helping Harry out with the Aunt Marge. He's stuff. also under pressure. Yeah. At, at the beginning of the third one. I think, I mean, and obviously like you mean this book, but in this book too earlier, in like the past couple chapters, he's had said a lot more racist shit. Oh, yeah. I guess I, I, I should have pre-read. You do not need to. When, when he says what? Um, when he's talking about, um, don't we get him talking about um, either Durmstrang or who am I thinking of then? He talks about Madame Maxine at the end of the last it's chapter. It's just at the end of the last chapter. Oh, this, yeah, this past chapter. Where, Not but this, this is the Madame Maxine. Yeah, yeah it's chapter. just the last chapter. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Never I was mind. like, when is he in it earlier? <laughs> My I bad. I mean, he is in like the cut in the tr uh, Quidditch World Cup in yeah. the box, but yeah, I don't know if he. I never mind. I was there. thinking of last chapter. I, I don't mean, know he's why. Chummy with the mouth. I don't know why I thought that we recorded that like a million years ago. Because we did. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, like two weeks. Two ago. weeks ago. So I was like, yeah. yeah, two weeks ago, like two chapters ago, he was super racist. <laughs> but I, I don't know if he mentioned Durmstrang. No, it must have been Madame. I just couldn't yeah. remember what it was, but I remember us being like offended. We were like, "Excuse me, Fudge." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, now I'm at Harry. Yeah. Mm. I also think it's really sweet that Harry says hi to Fox. <laughs> it is. I have a couple more. Is that I, your champ? Fox. Um, no, Pig's not here. So Pig's not mentioned. Um, mm. So you guys have to 
at, at when he sees the pensive? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Um, I do feel like it a little bit feels like Dumbledore is like trying to have an out to stop hanging out with Fudge. Like, he's like, oh, Harry, please wait here for me. Yeah. I, I won't take long. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> he's like, Harry, stay here. Like, <laughs> I do think he knows it's important. He's no. He's yeah. doing some uh, little gentlemen's. No, I, I, I'm, I was kidding. No, I know. But I was saying, I, I do think he's probably kind of reading Harry's mind a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because now I'm Harry is literally has an empty brain, as he admits later. <laughs> <laughs> stressed. Oh, that was high key stressed. I have a note, but okay. Yes, uh, Professor. Yeah. So okay. So <laughs> the the pen. So I just have a ton of notes on the pensive itself. Yes. Um, like for, first and foremost, like it is such a cool description. Yeah. yeah. It's like the Triwizard um, Cup almost, like in how ornate it is and stuff. A yeah. much more interesting description, say, than like. A floating bowl. Oh. oh, whatever could you mean, Alex? <laughs> Did you put your name into the cup? <laughs> yeah, but it's like a sto- like a stone basin. But okay, so this is one of the things that because um, because aside from the description, like the the like air woven into or air made solid or water woven into air. I have a I have a qu- note about that, but keep going. But like, what is it, like what is that substance, like? The liquid? The liquid. Is that just memory? Or is it... Because in later in later uh, books, like in the sixth book, he describes a memory as the, in, in that same description. The, like, wispy... Yeah. yeah. I think that is what it is. Like, but then... I think it's like if you were to mix, like, food coloring in water. No, I'm serious. <laughs> like, it, like, it just, like... Or, oh, sorry, it's not food coloring water. Food coloring in milk. Like, you just see it, like, swirl around. But I think it's almost always silvery and white. Right. Right. I'm not saying the colors are like that, but I'm saying, like, you can see the individual memories floating around in there, but it's, like, got a base of water or something. It's like Scooby-Doo. The live action film oh where my the God. people are in the basin and you can see their little heads and they pull them out. Oh God! Scrappy. I tried too. to. I tried to forget that movie. Uh, I did not. Why I liked would it. You? It's a great. I love Scooby Doo One and Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> All the memes about about Shaggy that are out now. I don't have to send the memes. Oh yeah, well, like there's there's all these memes out about like Shaggy is like like some kind of god and like oh, we could I have we could only that. be on set for five minutes at a time, otherwise the power of Shaggy was too much. Yes, I have seen I have seen <laughs> variants of that, but that's kind of what I'm picturing. Okay, okay, <laughs> not quite, but like when he literally says about how Snape's head pops up, I'm like, oh, it's kind of like in Scooby Doo when the head pops up. You know but, what it's like. Dropping soy sauce into miso soup. You're on a real food element. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted to get crazier and crazier with her now. I, I actually know exactly where you're going with the milk and the food coloring, but I, I do think it's like that wispy kind of like, yeah. um, almost like a piece of hair yeah. that you're pulling out, I, but it's... See, I, I feel, yeah, like, I feel like you could identify individual strands it's a of... That's what I meant by yeah. the... Yeah, like, when you yeah. put it in there, it's different, and you but, can see each different 
But right. if that stuff is all just memory in a basin, what is the magic of the basin? Like, it seems like you could just pour, pour it into a large bowl. That's what and, I, but, I think the magic, there has to be like a base liquid or potion that yeah, is the that, magic, and then you put the memory in there yeah. to be able to see. It's like a TV yeah. for your thoughts. No, it's true, because otherwise Snape wouldn't have had to have uh, um, borrowed it. He could have just right. poured it in a pot and say, oh, look, here's my memory. And he puts it late when he's dying. He puts it in a, or Hermione puts it in a, um, fl like a flask, flask, but they have to... For Harry to view it, he has to go through the pins. Right, and so there's got to be some kind of magic going on in there that that turns the memory into something that you can interact with. Yeah, it um, is. I think it's just like a channel, like a way to channel the magic. Yeah, of it, really. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a wand. You know, like oh, yeah, yeah you thing. know, like it. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I think the magic surrounding a pensieve is really interesting. Like the idea that you can't take a memory. And put it like in somebody else's head. Well, can you? That's what I'm yeah, saying. That's can you? Like, I don't think so. But then people can would have just plant memories. Like that happens Ooh. to Slughorn. Um, well, he altered his memory. Him. Oh no! But somebody else implanted a memory. Um, with the house elf. Um, Tom uh, Tom Riddle. Yeah, did that. in the in the sixth one, they talk about implanting memories, and I wonder yeah. how that works, or if that's is it more just memory like, modification? That's I'm wondering if it's more like yeah, that. and I don't know if that is like something that it's like if you're a good like Occlumens, or if you have like good like mind magic. Can you skills. can you prevent that from happening, or is it well may, I, maybe? But I was saying I can you if you're good at mind magic, mm -hmm. can you? Are you predisposed to be able to like? mess with brains more. yeah like because mm, both Voldemort is a little different yeah. and so yeah. is Dumbledore oh, and so and Dumbledore can tell that yeah. there has been tampering yeah. with mm -hmm. the that's interesting another question I had was what do you guys think about like how a memory gets extracted like I think you think of it and it like comes have, to like you have the, to concentrate on it yeah. yeah like it comes to the tip of your it's on the tip of my tongue it's, almost and you just yeah. Yeah, but like, does it happen? So it doesn't just like happen. Like, if I'm scratching my head with the end of my wand, it's like, oh shit, all my memories. No, <laughs> I'm sure he's doing a nonverbal spell. I'm it's, assuming Dumbledore. It is. might. It might be a spell. Who knows? I'm, ass I'm assuming something to extract it. Yeah, I think there has you. There must be a spell. I involved. assume that Dumbledore does all of his magic nonverbally. Mm -hmm. I also think that um, we've talked about this before. I think Molly, um, where it's like. It's interesting because it's a copy of a memory. Like, you're not taking this memory. Like you still have the memory. Oh, it's, out is, it, is it a, is well, it a copy? Well, that's what I wanted I, to bring to I the table. I always thought that it was like removing it from your head. Because Dumbledore is always like, I have too many thoughts in my head, and I, and I want to be able to just view them in front of me. So, like, he might just, he might like instinctively know that this is my memory, but if he's removing it from his head, then it makes it, it makes more sense in the context of what he said. But you know what? I don't think that's true because when Harry goes into Snape's memory, Snape is like he knows what memory he's talking about, so he still remembers it. Hmm. Yeah, and yeah, that's a really good point. I also think and it, Dumbledore remembers the trial, so I think it's just. True, a, true. I, I do think it must be a copy. But it's growing cop. up, I always thought it was like a removal removing, of it. Yeah, yeah but, I think he when he says that though, I I interpret that to mean it's like I have so many things in my head, I can't think about them all at once. It's like having like an organized thing. spreadsheet. Yeah, it's like writing it down. It's like writing it down in front. Of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Storyboarding your life to yeah. focus no. on. That, that's yeah. exactly a, right. It makes it's sense. It's a serial killer board. It's Pinterest for your mind. <laughs> Buy a pensieve. <laughs> 
They must be really rare, though. I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Oh yeah, it, it, like I mean, everything Dumbledore owns. In fan fiction, it's very hard to come by. People have, yeah, people have a what do you call it? Time turners of the Wazoo. But wow, that was a cursed child joke. Rampant. But just in general, on Harry touching the pensive, pensive. He he pokes it. He pokes it with his wand first. He was he was he did his due diligence and then he stuck his face in it. I think my rename <laughs> covers how I feel about it. I think if anything, I would poke it with a quill, perchance. Not something as valuable yeah, as a wand. Yeah, not my wand. What if it just not my head? Your wand. <laughs> I don't think. Okay, to be fair, to in Harry's defense. He didn't intend to just stick his face in. It had already like shown like the like an op- like it looked like an opening in the room, and he was trying to take a good look, and he accidentally touched his nose to the. Uh, but I feel like it kind of almost looks like a potion. And would you want to touch a potion? Like you'd be careful not to let your nose touch a yes, potion. Yes, I would yeah. be careful of that. But if the memories did start swirling, I just want to be clear that I would definitely put my head in. I would never. Oh, 100% would do mostly what Harry does, which is why I think <laughs> I um, I think I'm defending him so much. I also have an insatiable curiosity. And I think I would not have been able I'm to. I'm curious. I would have looked at it, but I yeah. wouldn't have. I would have made sure I didn't touch it. Well, I think I would have test done a test with a quill, and then I would have looked at it. And then if I had seen the memories, I would have. There's no way I could not go in there. There's no way. But so like my, I had this note later, but I'll just say it now. How was he gonna get out? Yeah, I had that same note. Yeah. He's not thinking about that. Right, which is what I would have been thinking about. Yeah, the entire, like, the entire, as soon as, yeah, as soon as he got in there, he, his first thought wasn't, and he, even, he looked up, and there was no opening in the ceiling, yeah. so, how the hell are you gonna get out of there, Harry? Oh, he could when have I, been when in I, there forever. When I got there, I would have thought about, how am I gonna get out? That would have I stressed just, me out, I, but I wouldn't have thought about it before. I would not yeah. have gone into a basin. Especially yeah. if it was just my head, I wouldn't know to, like... Be concerned about not coming out. This is a child that one time got sucked into a book. You'd think he'd be more careful. Well, he t- he he also, I feel like, takes a little too long to realize that he's in a memory. Oh, given I, his, I said oh, it was yeah, pretty I gotta, clever. No, it is very clever that he gets it, but I, like, I don't know. As a reader, I'm like, yeah, Harry. <laughs> to be fair, when I first read the books, I didn't realize it was a memory until Harry did. Granted, I'm not a very observant reader myself, so... I also could uh, be being hard on him in this moment because I immediately was like, this is so similar to how she describes going into the book. Yeah. And we get that descriptive, like, key clue-ins. Like, she, I feel like she yeah. does a really good job of that, that. That being said, I did find it hilarious that the one way that Harry knows for sure that he's in a memory is when Dumbledore ignores him. I thought like, the same thing. He's yes. like, and that settles it. <laughs> well, Dumbledore wouldn't ignore me like this. Big old yikes for the next book. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to go back to what we were talking about, um, what you were talking about, Joey. Mm-hmm. Harry's uh, brain got a little poetic, didn't it? When speaking about the Pensieve. Light made liquid, wind made solid. Yeah. I was like, that is beautiful. <laughs> Harry, you should write down your thoughts. I, don't, I mean, I like, that's, that's clearly just J- not. I know. That's just J.K. Omniscient, omniscient. It was clearly J.K. Rowling, but we're just like so close to Harry 
usually that I was like, wow, Harry, gorgeous. Third person on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a funny time. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my note, I think we just, we just addressed this, but I thought it was, he was pretty clever to figure out that roughly what was going on, having never experienced this before. Because I think it is different than the diary, but... Um, well, the diary, he got sucked in. Yeah, yeah, and it was, like, literally a diary, so it's like, yeah, this is obviously a memory. Like, this is, like, a weird basin... No so I thought idea. it was good. Yeah. I thought it was clever that he figured it, it out. It was. Yeah. I was giving him a hard time. I also just, in my defense, have a note that says this must have been really disorienting. Yeah. So I think I was, you know, yeah. just being hard on him. Yeah. I have a quick question about this. Where's Harry's body <laughs> once he gets sucked in? I think it stays there. So is he just... Is <laughs> no? He, so you, no, 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 hold I on. I just want you to picture this for a second, Alex. So Dumbledore walks into the office, and here is just Harry, his head stuck in a bowl, in a bowl in his office. I think that is what it is. I think you're. It's, I think that's hilarious. I think it just for, first off, but I don't think you can go fully in the pensieve. I think you're just like there, and your mind sort of puts you. No, because I thought that Dumbledore also goes in, and then he brings him up. Like, I mean, but like, you he, can is still his bring, mind like, in there? That's what sorry, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Is his mind in there or is his body in there? Because, like, for instance, the diary, I know it's not the same. Harry disappears into the diary. Right, but I. that's why I think the pensive is different. I'm but not sure. how does Dumbledore get in there? Why is, are like, they both stick in their head in there like ostriches? I think he goes in. I think he goes fully in. Oh, that makes me think different things than about the magic. That's interesting. Yeah, do you, is it just your mind is being transported they, into someone's memory? <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought, like, your, it's like when oh, you... Oh, you're thinking the opposite now. N- no, no, no. What? Th- your mind being transported into somebody else's memory. That's what I'm thinking. Like, just your head. So it's like if you were, like, dream jumping, but, like, your body... I don't know if you've ever seen anything that encounters dream jumping, but it's jumping, like... Not really. Well, it's like if you're dreaming... You can, like, see your body, and then if you were going to go into somebody else's dream, like, dream you can go into somebody else's head. Mm. Well, is what so I... So, like, uh, I'm in, um, oh my gosh, um, dream within a dream within a dream within a dream. Inception. Inception. There we yes. go. Well, I just want to read, I know this is skipping ahead, but it. so this is him coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry felt himself rising into the air, the dungeon dissolving around him for a moment. All was blackness, and he felt as though he had done a slow motion somersault, suddenly landing flat on his feet. Huh. In into the dazzling light of Dumbledore's sunlit office. So I think it's more like a like a port key sensation, but like I think he's going into the pencil. That's so interesting. No, I I, I no, don't know. Yeah. If you're like I just I feel like you could be right. I just in my head I always interpreted that as like he's just like coming back into oh, his body. I always yeah. assumed he was in there because I think when Dumbledore walks in, he's not there. And he knows yeah. he's in the pencil. S- you see, I I always I always saw it as the way you as the way you thought about it, Molly. But I, I'm I'm now starting to come over to Alex's side, and I because it make it, it makes more sense magically. If it's the head, if it, it's just your. I still think I still think that would be a hilarious sight to have him just yes. like ostriching into the bowl. But I'm just thinking of the sixth one too. Like Dumbledore says, like into the pensive we go, and like they you're go. still like you're going into the pensive. I don't know. I take it as like they are gone, and like if somebody would walk into Dumbledore's office, like he would not. They would not be there. Yeah, it's very ambiguous. It, 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 I, I will yeah. admit it's 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 very ambiguous how they describe it. That it could be either. Yeah, I, oh god, I mean, and you, there's no way, the movies don't show us, 
No, they don't. So, oh, that's true. So we don't know. So, like, I think that's, like, if, I feel like if the movies, not that the movies are, like, the be-all, end-all, but if the movies Far had shown it. them go in, I would have, like, then just accepted that as truth. But they don't really, like, yeah. answer that one way or another. Yeah. Like, in my head, I picture, like, almost, like, being sucked in, like, like in other magic elements, yeah. they show them, like, being, like, or apri, like, into it almost, like, being, like... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I guess in t- also, like, the, it just works, the pensive magic is surrounded by brain, so I think in my head, I was like, it just deals with yeah. I mean, head. that makes sense, I just, I honestly always thought of them just going in. Yeah. I love See, I'm, this. I'm trying, to th- I'm trying to think of, like, a scientific correlate of it, and uh, there's really nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we need to tweet JK! <laughs> yeah. Tell us the truth. Um... All right, are we in the one way or the other? We are in the pen. We we are we are in there. Um, also, <laughs> listeners, um, please tell us um, what you experienced, how you see the pen. See, how do you go in? Yeah. yeah. How did you, did I want to know if everybody experienced this differently? Um, I had a cue about the Dementor. So Harry says like. Um, his insides went cold. Is that just like a Pavlov feeling? I like think he's so. not actually feeling no, it. No, this is a memory. Yeah. Like he doesn't. He would he, pass out. <laughs> no, and, and that and that would have been, actually that's interesting. Would like if there are dementors in that room, like in the seventh book, uh, dementors in the room, like you have uh, um, Umbridge having her her Patronus protecting them. There's no description of that. Yeah, that's true. Like with everybody in the crowd, but they, I don't think they stay. Like, I think they just drop them off and then, and then take them out. Yeah. yeah. yeah so true. I think everyone must feel it when they come in. I'm assuming. Yeah. It would make sense. Um, um uh, that's just, a good point though. I just wanted to point out like this whole courtroom scene, it's very reminiscent, uh, like, and like just the, the, the mindset of that era. It's very McCarthyism. Yes. yes. Like I have a lot of history very- friends and I, and I felt very remiss if I didn't bring that up. No, I, one hundred percent agree. Feel the same way. Yeah, like this whole thing is the red scare because you don't know who's a Death Eater, who's not. Anyone and, could turn you in and say that you were. Uh huh. And 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 uh, Crouch is essentially Joe McCarthy. Like he mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Like like throwing people in jail without Any a trial. Evidence, yeah. Any evidence at all? Ask him, man. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I so. mean, and then people being like, "Oh no, I was tricked." Like, that happened. They were like, I didn't know they were coming. Like, Ludo Bagman is, like, the prime example of, like, oh, I didn't know. Like, you know, and people are like, I didn't know they were Russian or, like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you've got Wizarding World War One, and then you've got Wizarding World (laughs) War Two. Like. What? You know? History. J.K. Rowling does, like, you know, her war metaphors. She has a good will. She's got, no, she does well. That, that was not like a... Not a dig. That was not a dig. That was a um, a compliment. I think she yeah. does that very well. Yeah. Um, so, um, who's the first one we see? Uh, Igor. Yeah. Igor. Wait, before we get there, I just, as we're discussing, my I have a question here in my notes that is, did we see a difference between real Moody and Moody Crouch? Let's look up for it. Oh, yeah. I did have notes about that. I think he actually almost is more gruff than That's what the I'm Moody yeah. Crouch. Yeah. And I think he is more violent, like more hostile to... towards people 
in this past memory mm -hmm. than he is to them now. And do you which... think that's because he's akin to them because they're Dementors? Or not no, 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 no. Um, uh, Death Eaters? That's what I'm saying. Like, I think... Like Moody Crouch. Like Moody Crouch, I think... No, I think he just doesn't... He's just... <laughs> that's where his... Like, he doesn't he know... Catch them, so he, he doesn't have that... Yeah, he doesn't have that same yeah. vitriol. Like, he... But he does say that he, like, the thing he hates most is a Death Eater that walked free, and that's and that, Snape, that's Igor. No, yeah, I think he, I think he does, like, a good job of it, but in this oh, scene, boy. I... You see real loathing. Yeah, I, it's, it's not the same. It's, like, callous. Like, he hates, this. he hates mm -hmm. the politics of it all, and he just says, yeah. he, his mindset is just, they're evil, they did evil things, they should go into Azkaban for life, that, that's just... How it it's works. More black and white. And, yeah, he's a very black and white kind of person. Yeah, and also meeting this Moody, I think made me, and I know obviously it, we're working with a Slytherin Moody because he is Slytherin, but I see can see you why Crouch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a Slytherin Moody because he's Crouch, so it's like he seems more duplicitous. He seems more like calculated, but I'm saying. I see it with this Moody. Like, this is a very... He seems very Gryffindor to me. He's almost like a Ron in that it's like, this is my... How yeah. I feel mm -hmm. about this person. And yeah. I'm not going to overthink it. Whereas, like, the Moody we see in the book, Moody Crouch, is very, like, thoughtful and is, like, analyzing every yeah. situation. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that Ron and, like, Moody are the same, but just almost in there, like instinct emotion is well, very similar think, think of uh think of how they describe moody in the beginning in like the very beginning like like before you meet him uh, before you meet him he uh like he hurt he hears a noise and just starts cursing everything in sight yeah, yeah. without and thinking without thinking that's a that's such a gryffindor I know. thing to do i mean he is so gryffindor and that's i think a really we, good point. when we meet moody crouch it's not, it doesn't feel Gryffindor to me. Yeah. He's too he's, thoughtful he's about too calculated. every move. He's calculated, yeah. 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 And even when I, like, even if I'm, like, not thinking about the fact that he's crouched, he is still very calculated. Yeah. Like, he's not making any mistakes, which is a problem. Because yeah. <laughs> real Moody would be making mistakes because he wouldn't be thinking about it. I mean, it. he did turn Malfoy into Ferret. But that wasn't a mistake. That yeah, was but like, it was, but it was something he did wrong that he shouldn't have done And as a I teacher. do think that real Moody would have done that. Yeah, or something that, like that. But that's my point. That's yeah. my point. Yeah, that yeah, was you're very right, you're right. like I mean, honestly, Crouch deserves an Oscar. Like <laughs> he's doing a phenomenal job. Yeah. But it's still acting. Argued too phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Um, here, here's a here's an interesting question. So this was let's let's assume that this uh, this uh, Igor Kakarov scene is right after uh, a Voldemort's fall. Yeah. Um, Crouch, uh, not Crouch. Uh, Moody uh, still has both his eyes. How did he lose his eyes? I, how did he lose his eyes? I am. I had that too. <laughs> I wondered about that. Where is his? How did? He, when did he lose his eye? When does that happen? That's a really I, good. Point. I had an interesting thought, and Ooh. tell me if tell me if this is tell me if this is uh, odd. Okay. Um, it probably is. Uh, he did it on purpose. He took out his original eye and replaced it oh. with the magical eye so he could so because he was getting paranoid for his sleuthings and for his so he could be aware of all directions at once he did it on purpose i don't think so Ooh. i think that's a very that's moody a great, thing to do it's a cool theory but why would he do it after voldemort's gone because people are after him he he was one of the top dark wizard catchers and now that he didn't want to be lulled into a false sense of security. He got I, super paranoid not before the downfall of Voldemort, but after. 
That's interesting. I do think that they are still trying to catch Dark Wizard, so it could have happened. Like, obviously, they catch Bellatrix and stuff later. Yeah. And he um, and he already had his eye at that point. And he did have... Or did he? I, I don't what know do if they, they mentioned... What do you mean they catch Bellatrix and stuff later? After oh. Igor. After this. Oh. Movie. It's, like, later oh, in yes. time. I was like, we do? <laughs> I was like, do you... It's in this chapter, yeah. but it's later Yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. But Moody, does Moody have his eye? Moody doesn't. That's what lose. we're checking. Um, I'm, I'm checking that right now. Yeah. I, Harry doesn't mention it, although you know he's got a lot on his plate. <laughs> he's noticing a lot. Not in the Ludo Bagman scene. I don't know if they mention Moody during the Barty the the, the crouch scene. Yeah. The Barty crouch. Does, does he come? Does he come back at all? He's know. pretty sassy. He doesn't. Throughout. I don't think he's in the third scene. Mm. No, I don't think he's in any scene except. He's he, in the Bagman scene, he, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, he is? I think so. Oh, yeah, because he says the thing about him being dumb. That's uh, the. Oh yeah, yeah that, that is him. That is. Yeah. He and says then the, the thing about. Uh, Moody sitting there. If I didn't know him, he'd always been dim. Yeah, but they don't say anything. They about don't his say anything opinion. about his eye. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I, I don't. I just. I. That's a lot to cut out your own eye. I but think it, it must like have been a curse. I would believe him trying to curse his own eye to do that, and and losing it, it, it yeah. inadvertently. I would believe that he was like, "Let me try this." Okay. I don't. I, I'm not saying it. It won't. Wouldn't be true. I think he's mad enough to do it. To be honest, <laughs> I don't think um, so because he's like worried about getting those buttocks blown off. So I don't think he would do anything self harm to well, his own eye. I, the, the buttocks blowing off is like an accident thing. He doesn't want people to be have stupid accidents. Yeah, but like <laughs> cutting out your own eye just seems like not the common sense thing to do. When has Moody ever done Constant. anything common sense? But I think he is common sense. Like, oh, don't put your no. wand in your back pocket, you idiot. Like, that's common sense. Yes, like, but that's different. Like, he's rough and, like, like a good old boy kind of, like, I'm just gonna, you know, <laughs> do my good thing. Good old boy. Yeah, I do. And I'll have a good is. old dog. <laughs> no, I mean, like, a redneck good old boy. Like, I think he's kind of just, like, gruff. But like, think, but think, I think he would see, it's like a cost-benefit thing. Like, uh, having your buttocks being blown off just so you could have your wand in, conveniently in your back pocket is stupid. But if I, I think he would see the benefit of having 360 degree vision at all times. I think Moody Crouch would have thought of that because he's like analyzing like, oh, this would be uh-huh. a good idea. But I think regular Moody would have been like, why? Like, I, I don't know. I think doesn't... Moody Crouch would have thought, why should I cut out my own fucking eyeball? <laughs> so he could have 360 vision. Like, no, no, no. But Moody, regular stuff. Moody would have been. <sighs> I don't know. I think we just see differently on it. Uh, Katie, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> uh, Siri, Katie. Siri, Katie. When, do you think Moody would cut out his own eyeball to put in his uh, magical one? I, I think at a certain point, because it is talked about with his PTSD, how like freaked out he is. Um, I think he gets really anxious. I could see that happening. Yeah, I could see him doing it. I could see him doing it. I also can see it being way far-fetched. Like, I I don't know if I have a canon for this. 
I think they do call him Mad Eye Moody. So maybe it's because of how he got his mad eye. I think my canon is that all of his other scars appear to be battle wounds. Yeah, that is true. So, like, I just think it's par for the course. I think that's where I'm most digging in on. Yeah, I think the reason why I I came up with this is because it happened after the war. That is, that's interesting. I do wonder why and who was powerful enough to get the one up on Moody. I would believe that he apprehended after. Crouch Jr. and and Bellatrix and all of them. Like I would I would assume that he was part of apprehending them and I don't think Bellatrix went without yeah. a fight. Oh yeah. Well, oh, that's fair. It could have mm, definitely been Bellatrix. Fair. Easily been Bellatrix. Whole oh, fair. I I mean, right, like he must have been one of the Aurors to yeah. Yes, you're right. You're right. It All could right. have definitely been that group. I'm gonna and stick Lilith with my. I'm gonna stick with my theory, but that is a plausible. I, I mean, I'll say this, Professor. <laughs> I love that you have this theory. I just don't agree with it. Fair. I love that it that you came <laughs> up with it. <laughs> wow, it's so nice to be uh, not in n- the... not involved. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I mean that genuinely though because I like coming up with fun theories. Yeah. Um, so. But okay, so back to Igor. Um, oh yeah. So this sorry, is this is really good idea. insight into why he's so scared. Like we finally realized why. Like, okay, so Sirius so Sirius had mentioned this before, and we actually hear a lot of. I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, but we actually hear a lot of what goes on of what Harry sees in the pensive previously. Mm-hmm. And but this like brings it all to a head. It's like. Nobody was lying. This is actually what happened. It's happening right in front of me, yeah. and and but uh, but it like this confirms like why we know Karkaroff is really afraid of Voldemort coming back. Yeah. Oh, he. I I think. Oh, sorry. That was really <laughs> booming. I I think it's almost a little bit unrealistic that Karkaroff is alive. Really? Who would have killed him? Uh, like Malfoy. I don't but, think Malfoy's bold enough to do it, but I think Malfoy's like, oh, he's a good friend of my father, but you would think that... Yeah, who, but Lucius is also just Lucius, sneaky... Yeah, yeah Lucius, Lucius also lied to get out of Azkaban. Yeah. I was about to say, why isn't Karkaroff saying Lucius's name? So maybe that's... I also thought that Maybe too. that's why they're, like, old friends. Because he, like, does not out the Malfoys. And how did the Malfoys avoid being outed by other people? That's what I was thinking, too. But everyone that... Just to go back to your question, everyone that would have killed Karkaroth is in Azkaban. Well, um, McNair isn't in Azkaban. Rookwood. It's Rookwood that they mention. No, I'm talking about McNair, like, who is the, like... Oh, yeah. The, the executioner. The executioner. Yeah. Oh, he true. seems like he would execute But, like, if people are trying to keep a low profile, profile they're not going to go murder That's somebody. true. That's true. Yeah. It's, like, not... They want to stay out of Azkaban. It's the, the people, people that who are aren't, in Azkaban. Yeah, the yeah. people that also, aren't he, in Azkaban are trying to lay low. He does kind of, like, flee. Like, he goes to Durmstrang, which is not, you know, yeah. in the UK. Yeah. I mean, they could find him, obviously, but, like, he isn't, like, you know, in everyone's face, like, in the yeah. UK. I do think we should find out if he dies later. He does. Like he does? they say, yeah, they say they found him in a shack. Oh, okay. In the seventh one. one. In the seventh one. Oh, oh, I do not remember. That. I vaguely remember this. Or, I vaguely or in the fifth one. It's sometime they mention it. Though. Okay, I'm well positive. that makes a lot of sense because I was like, he cannot survive he after people dies. get out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, because because like you said, it's the people who were in Aspen who got out who were to the danger. I want to say they mention on the radio show in the seventh one. Um, 
I'm, I'm pretty. I, I know for sure it's mentioned, and I think it's in the radio. We'll just have to wait point. until you get to that point. Yeah, yeah, but I know for sure, one hundred percent. They find him in a shack in the middle of like nowhere. Oh damn. Well, that's that. That's. But I do think this says all you need to know about Igor. Like, just in terms of like, yeah. this yeah. is the kind of person he is. Um, just completely selfish and being like, oh, she does such a good job of writing him being like, which I regret fully. Would never <laughs> yeah. go back. He's to. such like a. I'm gonna talk my way out of everything. Yeah. yeah. He's like up against the wall. He's kind of almost like a Mendungus in like a. Oh, I'm gonna just you know like. Yeah, he's a sleazeball. Yeah, he, he's so sleazy. He's yeah. a little bit more sophisticated than Mundungus. But, yeah. How do you guys feel about Mundungus? Don't love him. I mean, sure. he's like... <sighs> he's like that <sighs> uncle. Yeah. <laughs> no, really, like... No, honestly, that, I feel like that's yeah. how I feel about him, too. Like, I, I can't hate him. There's something about Mundungus that makes me not... I definitely don't hate him hate because him. he's not worthy of that much emotion. <laughs> like, he's he's... He's the he's an example of a a bad Slytherin turned good, like he, like he's always he's, in it for like himself. He's trying to do the right thing, but like he's still using his own methods. Exactly, like he, he it's almost like he wants to do the right thing, and he knows what's right, and he will follow that path unless it interferes with with uh, what directly helps him. Which is what drives me insane, like drives me crazy about Mundungus is and. I don't know why I started this tangent, but like, <laughs> but he chooses to be like, like he doesn't have to be in the order. He doesn't have to help them. Like he is persuaded to. I think to, he has certainly. morals, but he yeah. is, his ultimate goal is to serve himself. Right. right. But he chooses to help and he then backs out. Ooh, he's like, he's like the worm tail of the group. He's the he's the worm tail of the good guys. Of he's it. the opposite. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, Definitely. I think he's a Catholic and he has a lot of Catholic what? guilt. <laughs> so what? he keeps doing bad things, but he's like, I have all this guilt about it, so I have to be like good oh and do like God. the good thing. Fletcher could be an Irish name. <laughs> I think about that like in movies, that's like a common trope. It's like somebody going to confession, but like they've just murdered like somebody. It's mm -hmm. like I, I want to do good and like I believe in this, but like I, just I, had, help I did it. this one thing that's like not good. I mean, not necessarily murdering somebody, but like um, yeah, because the I feel Catholic like, Church will forgive you for murdering someone. Well, they will. The Catholic Church will as long as you go to confession. They will. Yeah, and pay but, a certain amount of money. And it historically, what? It's what? It's not a great. Um, what system? I'm not Catholic. I don't know. These. I'm definitely not Catholic. Um. Yeah, I'm Catholic. Yeah, I know. You know this. So, so you're saying. So you're saying, if you had enough money, you could have technically murdered someone and be forgiven. Historically, for it. yeah, you would pay. Um, you know, to the church, but that's really just going to the priest. To be fair, in all of Christianity, you can be forgiven for whatever. But you no, do. but like the Catholic Church in particular has a confessional, and you mm -hmm. go to the priest, and it's like this whole therapeutic thing. But like. Historically, which is why the 95 Thesis of the Lutheran Church was created, was part of this, like, having to pay off. Um, oh, you know what? We don't need to go into this history lesson. I think, yeah, the indulgence. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I only know this because of Pillars of the Earth, which Katie made me watch. Well, yeah. this is way off topic. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, well, I just got to my note about, like, love that we get some real moody, um, and in the same chapter as the real BCJ... Moody Crouch, Freddie Crouch Jr. Ah, uh, okay. Um, uh, a lot uh, of names thank you for, for catching him. me up. Um, I just think we get a nice 
juxtaposition, although the Party Cards Jr. that we get is not the one that we get in the rest of the oh, yeah. series. Oh, yeah. Definitely so, not. A lot of talk about there. We're not there yet, Obs, but... So that was just what we already kind of talked about okay. that you brought up, Alex. Um, I'm glad that Dumbledore hating Dementors is continued in this yes. little moment. Like consistent, yeah. It was like, oh, I forgot. You don't like the Dementors. Yeah. And it was like, no, I don't. <laughs> that was like a good... Uh, Whatever accent you it went was into like there. It was like an impression of something that I know yeah. in my head. But do you think Igor had more names but didn't want to share them, i.e. like Malfoy wasn't mentioned? I, I know we brushed on this, but I did have an accent. Yeah, he seems so desperate. He seems so unbelievable. Because he seems like he didn't want to say Snape's name, but did in the end because yeah. he felt he needed it. Yeah. He said, and then well, he really dug in on it. Because so many people, so many people uh, were useless. Yeah. And But actually, uh, one Snape, uh, this is the first time Snape is uh, explicitly... Outing. Yeah. Yeah. And we have this, a lot of outings in this, in this episode. And, and, to, and to be honest, like, I never, like, Snape was always like a, like, a shitty guy, but he was never like a Death Eater. Yeah, exactly. Because even Sirius says, "I don't think he was," but like, I wouldn't be surprised. Exactly. It's and I it, trust Sirius. Well, I mean, it's explicitly. It's, but it's just one of those things. Like this is the first time Snape's go. loyalty is called into question, and like, yeah. and it's a common theme throughout the rest of the books. Well. His loyalty has definitely come into question before, but this is the first, like, actual teeth to the argument of, like, huh? why would Dumbledore... When has it come into question? His loyalty. His loyalty well, to... Well, Harry and Ron and Hermione don't trust Snape. I mean, in the first one. Yeah. Okay. And then, like... But it's like, not like... It's and a... in the third one, too, I feel like Harry's still, like, questioning Snape. And Ron still doesn't trust in Snape. In this book. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I, I guess it was... Okay. I guess it was because up until then, I just chalked it up to they don't like Snape. Yeah. And this time they have... This is like... That's what I mean. Like, like it has yeah. teeth. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're yeah. Right. I mean, I don't think they have necessarily merit to, like, not trust Snape before, but they don't for their personal reasons, which yeah. I think are still valid. I think they're... Um, they're... The whole, in the first book with the spell muttering, that was pretty damn suspicious. Yeah, they that, don't trust him then. And it's like on top of him being like bullying them. So I think those yeah. two things together make it, <laughs> I give them points for thinking that Snape is evil in the first one. But later. After this, Dumbledore is like, I trust him. I trust him. And after, honestly, I keep coming back to this. After he saves Harry in the first one, I'm like, I will not be fooled again, JK. Like, I will never think it's safe. <laughs> even after the sixth one, we talked about this recently. Yeah, because Even I after the didn't. sixth one, I was diehard. You know what? Snape must yeah. have had a reason. Dumbledore. Dumbledore trusts him, yes. I, I, was, yeah. I was the exact same way. I, like, would I go, never wavered. I never I wavered did. for a second on Snape. And honestly, I wavered, and I, I, I know we were repeating conversations, I wavered because Lupin did, and Lupin was standing by Snape in the third one so strongly, but Lupin was like, I trusted him because Dumbledore trusted him, but now I don't. And I was like, I'm with Lupin. <laughs> See, I, the, you know, when they're in the yeah, hospital wing like, in the sixth Yeah, one. like, I mean, it's not like, it's not like after the sixth book, like, I called that, that he was a good guy. Right, right, right. But it was, you it was. You knew there more, was something to it. Right, it wasn't, it, he wasn't, he was being, he was being pushed into the bad guy column so forcefully that I felt like there's gotta be more 
to this than just he killed he he's he's Voldemort's man now. He killed Dumbledore because Voldemort told him to. I there are also a couple things there that like one if I feel like if I were a character in the Harry Potter series and I was living my life and I witnessed this or if I heard about this, I would 100% have believed Snape was guilty. Oh, what, yeah. But, like, from looking at it from, like, a book standpoint, I was like, I will not be fooled by J.K. Rowling again. <laughs> that's, like, valid. that's, it wasn't, it didn't literally make sense. One, I don't think that Snape could have defeated Dumbledore, even within this, whole, that realm. Like, it seemed too easy mm-hmm. for the greatest wizard but of all time. There had to be Snape or uh, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumbledore, like... There's this awful line where he like says Severus' name like he's begging, and like, we Severus, know now please. we yeah. know now he's begging him to kill him. But it sounds like when you're reading it for the first time that he's begging him not to, and that's like really hard to read. As yeah. a no, it no, definitely no. is. Yeah. But I but that's another thing. It's like I don't think if Dumbledore wasn't ready to die, he, he wouldn't, wouldn't have died. Died for his Like life. in yeah. the fifth one where they're like. Like, Dumbledore is not going to go to fucking Azkaban. I also, just kind of in a similar note, I didn't want to be on the side of being like, oh yeah, Snape's still good, and then him not being good, and I'm like, I didn't want to be in that (laughs) cast. fair. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been a bad road for us. Fair. That actually goes in the back of my mind. um, And also, outside of, like, reading the books, the campaign articles for, all the campaigning for the, um, for the seventh book before it came out is Severus Snape. Is he good? Is he evil? How, who Who's oh, to tell? Yeah, and, yeah. and I looked at those and I, and I thought, you know, it was, Why it, are they, they made it, on this? exactly. Well, they made it pretty clear at the end of the sixth book that he's supposed to be evil. So now that they're calling that into question, I'm thinking he's probably good. I think it's a little That's bit a like point. the Jon Snow. Oh wait, do you watch Game of Thrones? No, but I know like he's dead and then he's not. Okay. Uh, Everyone knows. Okay, I just wanted... I didn't want to inadvertently... It it was spoiled for me a long time ago, and I hate it, but go on. Well, I think it's a little bit like, is Jon Snow really dead? Where it's like, they did it, and then people started arguing over it. So then when they were promoting the seventh book, it was already like a hot topic, because people were already picking a side. So they were like, now when this book comes out, see who is actually correct. Like, I don't think right after the sixth one, they were doing the promotion of is Snape evil, you know? Well, that would have also spoiled the end of the sixth one. No, I'm saying after the sixth one come out. But then that's already, like, I feel like campaigning for the seventh one. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, <sighs> Back into it. Bagman. Or are you guys not there yet? Oh, well, just um, real quick. When, when Snape, when Igor says Snape's name and then Dumbledore says up and says, like, he's no more deathier than I am, Harry looks at Mad-Eye for Mad-Eye's reaction. I think yeah. that's really interesting because you can tell, like, he clearly trusts his opinion. Yeah. yeah. Almost more than Dumbledore's at this point. He's like, what does Mad-Eye think about mm-hmm. this? And I, I just think that was a little interesting. Yeah, because Man- well, Mad-Eye hates all Death Eaters. So if Mad-Eye... I think if it, it would be, like, if Mad-Eye agreed with Dumbledore, then, then somebody as strict as Mad-Eye would be like if somebody as strict as Matt I agree with Dumbledore then it would be like he's definitely not. And at this point Harry thinks that both Crouch Senior and Mad Eye have searched Snape's office, so he thinks that they're already suspicious of Snape. So he's yeah. looking for more justification for that. You make good points. Um, you make good so points. So I just thought that was interesting that he looked to Mad Eye for that. Yeah. I also think nope. like he's been listening to Mad Eye's like little like one off quips 
Yeah. You know? And so it's sort of like a... Is he going to say something about this? It's like when you're listening to a podcast, for example, and you're in the car and, like, one person is, like, really, like, telling you the things that you, you're thinking and you're like... Or disagree with. Or disagree with. And you're like, oh my goodness, if someone doesn't say this right now. Yeah. And then Harry like, is like, come on, Mad-Eye, bring it in, bring it in. You know, but yeah, because Mad-Eye had just said, like, mm-hmm. like literally just said, like, like, uh, <laughs> like he should, he should go straight back to, to Azkaban. He's a Death Eater. And there's and, at least Snape could have done to like redeem himself yeah, probably what, in Moody's mm-hmm, mind. Exactly. What? Yeah. If, yeah. But Moody does Dumbledore enough. But I think Moody respects Dumbledore enough that he won't say anything. Yeah. Not to Dumbledore's face, at least. Yeah. Or even, like, a side comment. I'm yeah. sure he's already said something, so he knows not to tread there. Yeah. Like, uh... Just an eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> like, as soon as as soon as soon Moody saw uh, Snape, I, I can just imagine that first encounter between Moody and Snape when they, as, like, as soon as he, he came back to the good side. Mm. Like... What what was that like? Not great, I'm assuming. Yeah, but I'm yeah. assuming Snape was met with a lot of... Um, Animosity? But yeah. I don't think people knew that Snape was for sure a Death Eater until this moment. Right. Mm. Y- yeah. I mean, or, but, I don't know, because Dumbledore's like, I've already spoken on this matter, so I guess it has come yeah, the court, The court, everybody it's in that court. It's interesting to me that Sirius doesn't know. We've I mentioned know, this I before. I know, we said that in the earlier. But yeah. it, it, it seems unrealistic if this whole trial thing happened and Parkroft says his name. I, the I only mean, thing, Sirius is in jail right now. That's what I'm saying. I think it's only, the only excuse is that he's in jail. And that nobody's talking about Snape since he's gotten out. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's bringing that up because I think most people don't think about it. But that's crazy that he's a teacher and that it is knowledge, at least in the ministry, that he was a Death Eater. Like, how that was allowed. Well, I think it's a similar thing where Dumbledore, like with Hagrid, with Lupin, like, Dumbledore is known for making these kinds of decisions. Dumbledore gets a ticket to do whatever the hell he wants. He could have been minister. Yeah, exactly. He's got, like, three orders of Merlin. (laughs) First First class. First class. Um... I like this. Like, Ludo Bagman gets off because he's famous. Yeah. Oh my god, the power of celebrity. Oh, I, I, yeah. I didn't mean to jump to there. I, I do have one note about, one more note about Snape, and that is Harry must be throwing a party in his head. But we don't actually hear, we hear more about Ludo. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's because I think she's waiting for Harry to tell to Ron. To tell Ron. Ron. <laughs> but, but, like, even, yeah, because even at the end when he's talking to Dumbledore, it's not like this revelation. It's just like, was he was he really uh, yes he was but not anymore. well I think Harry also is like smart enough to know not to tread on that territory but he can't help himself I guess yeah, yeah. like because he hears Dumbledore be like I he's no more Death Eater than I am and that would scare me enough to yeah. not want to be like you know yeah. what this is a touchy subject <laughs> um, just a small note I really like the trajectory of trajectory of Crouch Sr. Mm-hmm. Um, just how they're describing his appearance and then mm-hmm. like you know ultimately you get to his son's hearing and he looks terrible and then yeah. what well, we know what happens to him after it's just I think it's nicely depicted in these like three yeah, vignettes. His stress has just gone through the roof at that point. Oh yeah. 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 The more we get into this book Molly the more I understand your Ludo Bagman. Yeah I have some notes about that. I'm at Ludo now by yeah. the way. I'm at Ludo now too. Yeah, I, I only had one note on Ludo. Like, this, to me, this this officially cleared Ludo Bagman of suspicion. Um, 
Oh, oh interesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like the opposite. Oh. Well, first I said he showed more shock at Ludo than Snape. And Harry's head, he's like, Ludo Bagman? The witch star! <laughs> um, Harry doesn't so like Ludo, though. My cue is, do you think that Ludo knows more than he does? Because we know for a fact that he has, like, different sides to him that he shows people. Like, how he ends up treating, like, Fred and George and, like, um, Mr. Um, Lee or Lee Jordan's dad. Like... I could totally see him playing dumb in this moment. Really? I don't think he was a death eater, but I think he maybe knew that, like, things weren't necessarily on the up and up. I, yeah, I definitely think he's lying. Really? Yeah. I I don't think he's that dumb. I, I think he is. I don't. I don't think he's... Look at all the trouble he gets into. Yes, but right, I think but he gets into that because than... he's smart. Like, he's not, like, he's I don't not. think he's like, oh, I'm brilliant. Because like, he's putting on this show for everybody right now when he, mm-hmm. he has all this other shit going on with the goblins, but he's, like, being like this, I'm this jovial, sweet guy, like, everyone can trust me, but, like, meanwhile, he's got all this shit that's going on where he owes a lot of people money, and, yeah. like, he's hiding the whole, I think he's, whole, like, playing um, games with name? the bad... Uh, Bertha Jorkin. Bertha stuff, even though it's not his fault, but, like, he's, like, kind of covering it up, and, like... I think he's definitely smarter than he's letting on to, and he's playing dumb. Really? I, this is the first read-through where I've thought same. that in this scene. Same. Because okay. okay. I, I was kind of looking out for it. Like, it's a bias. Okay. It's a bias I'm putting um, on him. I de- but I do think, though, there, especially after we did, a, um, we did a sorting episode where we sorted the unsorted. Right. And Ludo was hard. Ludo was hard. I argued I for Gryffindor, episode, yeah. and they, like, sort of got on me. And I think now I'm realizing for good I reason. I think we got on you, but we were arguing for That's Slytherin. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. not got on me, but, like, I got, yeah. That was, like, a weird way to say that. But I yeah. think you, like, you came after me. You were like, no, it's definitely Slytherin. And I think I... But I totally get Gryffindor. But yeah. I think that's his act. He wants to be the Gryffindor, Golden Boy, I'm a Quidditch player, like, come on, like, everybody should like me. I'm a nice guy. See, I, see, I never thought, I never thought of that as an act. I thought of that he's genuinely, he's genuinely jumping in, like, even with the, uh, even with the, the debt with the goblins, he's jumping into that and he's just trying to find a way to survive it. And the only, stupidly, but the only way he knows how is by, by betting on Harry and trying to push things in that direction. But I feel like he's... that I would believe that once, if he was a good guy. But it's this... Like, how does he end up in front of the ministry here, and then now he's in this situation? He clearly is, like, attracted to some sort of, like... I also think that the line for me that really, like, sells it is when Fred and George describe it. In the end, he turned quite nasty and told us we weren't getting our money back. Just the way that he, like, turns on them where he was like, oh, yeah. great want. Like, that line really sticks with me, I think, when I'm reading it. Yeah. Um, I've never thought about it this closely before, but, but I do think about that, that he's not a nice guy. Like, he's, like, kind of the, you know, I'm... I'm a, you know. But I know people like that. I know frat people who. Bro almost. I know people who are who are nice. They're frat. They're frat broy, and but they're but they're very they're very nice to you until the moment they aren't. Right. That's how I see him, and I think that. But the I don't moment think that makes him a slither. No, but I think he's, he's calculated but in a way he's that like makes him a putting it I'm on. Not, he's like covering up that he's actually like this giant asshole, and it takes smarts to put on that that act. 
And mm. I'm more thinking of if if he is the kind of person that was genuinely that nice and I want everybody to like me, I think he could have been like to Fred and George, like, hey, sorry, like it was um like, a bet I didn't have them. I didn't have the money. He gave them leprechaun gold, like he is deceiving people. But I guess my point Sorry. is that, like, Slytherins are charismatic. Like, that is that is a, a staple of how they, like, work through things. It's like, they're the best politicians. And I think mm. in this moment, in this courtroom, where he's, like, s- slipping into conversation, like, you know, like, I can't get... Uh, beat up by bludgers for the rest of my life. Hint, hint. Remember how I'm famous and a Quidditch player and you love me? Like, yeah. it just seems very much like he's working the room. Like, he's just a friend of my dad's. Yeah. It, it, it's too dumb. He's like he's a making trust him. fun, like, kid to me in this moment. Like, he also, like, I feel like if you're dumb yeah, enough to do something... He's definitely playing some- up his celebrity. Yeah, yeah, and if you're dumb enough to do something like that, like... I might, I, like, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm not that dumb. But, like, I feel like I would just be crying. <laughs> like, has, I would just be like, I just did something stupid. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Like, also, in the way. Yeah. But he's, like he he's doesn't, very he, Like, he goes cool. into that courtroom yes. knowing he's not going to go to Azkaban. Yeah. And he has no shame as an adult. Like, when he talks to Barty Crouch, well, he's like, hey, Barty. Like, do 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 I'm like... I know that this is, like, 20 years later, but, like, you have literally no shame in the fact that this yeah. man almost sent you to prison. Like, yeah. he just literally shows no, like, you know, if I got a job at the ministry after, I'd be, like, thanking my lucky stars that, like, you know, this worked out for me, and I would be doing, like, my utmost to, like, be respectful and, you know. Also, he's not dumb about the way he's going about working with Harry, about trying to get Harry to win. Yeah. Like, he's... Like, I don't think he's, like... It's not working. He's not... No, I don't... He's not smart in, like, a Ravenclaw way, but I think he's smart in, like... He works the system. He's cunning. Yeah, he's cunning. He's cunning, which is he's a Slytherin He's not necessarily trait. the most yeah. logical or, like, you know... I also don't think he is the smartest person in the world. You know, he's not like, Gilderoy Lockhart. He's like... Am I right, guys? I mean, he's smarter he's than like, Gilderoy. <laughs> he's smarter than Gilderoy. Agreed. He's, like, I feel like... Average, but like he's average with yeah, a not smart one. (laughs) And he's a smart, not Ravenclaw. I also argue that I think Gilderoy is more of a Slytherin. When we were going, I see the argument for a Slytherin. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I see where you're coming from. Fair. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, maybe I hold too much weight on the Slytherin We've also been being picking ambitious. at him all book. Yeah. You know who that is. Sorry, yeah. yeah, we don't need to get into this whole Guild of Warlock. Right? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> um, We've been there. But I, I just wanted to give props to Molly because I kind of laughed off her, like... Because I... Well, before sorry, this, to give Joey background. When I was a kid, my mom would ask us, like, who do you think it is? And I had yeah. this, like, suspicion of Ludo, which is a bit of a red herring, like, J.K. Rowling is trying to make you think about Ludo, but um, I was like, I think it's him, <laughs> and I, I never... think he has something to do with it. No, I was. I, I'm. I'm just like you, Alex. I, I. I read in the moment. I never stopped to consider what what was going to happen next. At least in my first read through, I did stop to consider what would happen next. But Ludo wasn't my, and I mostly wasn't concerned with Ludo because he wasn't in the core. Yeah. Like suspicion group. Yeah. Nobody was suspecting him. Right. And I definitely did not see 
the like I, I wasn't like the great mind that saw the Moody Crouch thing coming. No, for like, sure. No, nobody <laughs> saw them. If you saw the Moody Crouch thing coming, you're a liar. I didn't see any of this Ludo stuff. I only saw that Harry didn't trust him, and so I was like, I don't know why, but I don't like him. I thought he was yeah. weird. Like no, I was yeah. just like, who I is did, this? Yeah, I didn't like him, but I never. Uh, but uh, at least, uh, uh, definitely after this point, I didn't. Sus- I knew he had something. I knew he had uh, a secret. But I don't think he was the one who put Harry's name in the Goblet of Fire. I did. I think I just thought he had something to do with it. And I do agree that when I first read it, that this told me that he was fine. Um, but now reading it this time, I was like, why? What could make him more suspicious? And did he have something to do with Baltimore? Like, I just wanted to take a closer look at it. And I, I found arguments in, like, a jaded way yeah. um, this time reading it. But, like, I am definitely reading into it for sure. Can we talk about this uh, Crouch line where he's like, um, if he, uh, it'll be a sad day if he's ever in the ministry. Yeah. <laughs> also, can I just say, in V poor taste, this woman that decided that in the middle of a courtroom yeah. it was appropriate to be like, I thought like, you did a great job in the sports game. Like, V poor taste. I mean, he, pick a moment. Like it's not just it's not just he knew that he wasn't going to get arrested. Nobody in that courtroom was ever going to arrest Ludo Bag, which I think is really, really like poignant. Yeah, especially like I feel like today in the yeah. I was about to say this. Um, you know, her her work is still uh, still relevant to this day. Whatever could you mean? So any more comments on on uh on a Bagman? Ludi Ludi Nope, I'm at the the third and final. The juicy. I have the juicy so one. many notes left. I don't have that many well I guess I do, but like I, I couldn't couldn't articulate everything I was feeling. Yeah. But well I'll try. That's yeah, fine. Mm. I feel like this comes too late, but I'm sure it's to do with um, it just, mine just says Moody is such a sass queen. <laughs> oh, yeah. A like, little late. It's a little late, but I think it was just, like, on top. Like, he, well, I wonder what he must have said in this moment. Oh, it must be about, um, him being dim. About Ludo Bagman yeah. being oh. dumb. Yeah. Like, just... Is he, he hadn't always been dim, I would have said he took... Which does support, support your, your he's yeah. dumb. But yeah. I think... But I think that he oh, Moody ha- can overlook something like that because of the Ron, his Ron mentality, yeah. of like meh, <laughs> like like he he's he's not there's nobody is just putting on a face either they're good or they're bad. Yeah. Um, all right. So, um, so the the four people that came in. So it was Crouch Junior. Uh, Bellatrix, um, uh, what's his face? Rodolphus. Rodolphus. Yeah, that's, that's Bellatrix's, Bellatrix's husband. Okay, and then who's the fourth person? I was also thinking that. Um, what's the blonde Death Eater's name? Um, the um, Lucius Malfoy. No, the baby face <laughs> I'm just one. Joking. No, um, oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Wait, what? The tall one, the, the really one had, tall blonde oh, Death Eater. Oh, turns into a baby. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, I know who you're yes, talking about. Um, I know who you're talking about. I just, <laughs> that was an image. God. Not um, McNair. No. Uh, um, does it start with an R? Is it, is it Rookwood? Rookwood Rook, no, but they've already caught Rookwood. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, oh, right. Because Pop. of, uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cracker ass. Um, um, mm. um, uh. 
Yaxley. Yaxley. No, or no. Dalahov. It's Dalahov. It's Dalahov. It's, it's Dalahov. Or Raoul. It's, I think it's Dalahov. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm they never say, because I was looking for it, they never say the names of them in this chapter. In this chapter, yeah. Yeah. Wait, do they do they not mention Bellatrix by name? No. No. Which is awesome, but it's Whoa. this is such a. I have that note later that this is an amazing intro to Bellatrix. But, just but by the um, way. Sirius says it in the Padfoot Returns that Bellatrix was brought Brian in with, with him. Mm, yes. Yes. I think so. Yeah, I, that, I, I just I, listened that to that episode, but I don't. But I don't. I know, we might I know have, we talked about. We it. might not have. Because I know you mentioned Bellatrix, but I don't. I don't know if it was Sirius. Who? Yeah, because he, because sh- Sirius says my cousin or something. No, or he not never my, cousin, says my cousin. But he, I think we were talking about. You were, ta- it being you were talking about him, him not mentioning me, that. Yeah, he was that's his what cousin. I'm saying. But she, he definitely mentions Bellatrix. The boy was definitely caught in the company of people who I'd bet my life were Death Eaters. Maybe we brought in Bellatrix. Context. No, he definitely says it because that's why I brought up the point about he doesn't mention, mention that the cousin. Yeah. Or and he doesn't tie them together. That's also what I was saying was that he doesn't say that they're together, but he mentions it separately. Yeah, but it, but like he obviously he obviously knows. I mean, going back to that chapter, he he obviously Sirius obviously knew yeah. uh, who they were, but I don't know if he mentions them by name. He does say Lestrange in it because that's why I brought up that he, it's his cousin. It's when he's talking about who Snape was friends with at school. But not but not who was brought in with Barty Crouch Right. Jr. He mentions it separately. It's separate. So at at this point, at this point we, we don't have know. no introduction specific we have no introduction to the name yeah. Bellatrix Lestrange. Yeah, we don't know. That's so interesting. That, that she's just so prominently in these chapters, and yet not at all. Oh, I love that. I think that's such good writing. Such, such good writing. Yeah. I, I, I just, it, it, it just, sometimes rereading it, it just astounds me the things that, that J.K. sets up for us so far in advance. Oh, definitely. Oh, uh, and even um, I, I meant to put this uh, uh, earlier, but like even the pensive, like it comes up multiple times in future in future chapters. Like this oh, just yeah. keeps coming back again and again and again. And it's just such a this is such a good introduction to this extremely uh, interesting magical object. But um, yeah, I just think that's such a great. Um, this has been such a solid. Intro to her. Yeah. Intro intro to... Yeah. Like, without without mentioning her by name, this was a great intro to Bellatrix. Whatever. I'm not... It's fine. We okay. don't need to know. Oh, were you trying to figure out the last one yeah. still? Yeah, who was... Just, yeah. like, for sure. I think it might have been Dalahub. It could have been Avery. It could have been... Because who... What is he described anyone. as? What is he described Yak, as? Or not Yaxley. Um, he's described as... Uh, uh, four people. Harry saw a few. Uh, a few of the um, there was the thickest man who stared blankly up at Crouch, a thinner, more nervous-looking man, 
and whose eyes were dan- to, whose eyes were darting around the crowd. A woman. I think with- that's who we're trying to figure out who it is. No, I thought the thicker man was. Yeah, the- I, I thought assumed- the thicker man was Rodolphus. I assumed I, I was- the nervous one was yeah. Rodolphus. Rodolphus sounds he- a little mousy to he me. Also, yeah. I just picture him as a wet blanket because yeah. of Bellatrix being. Like- but I thought if he was married to Bellatrix, he wouldn't be like super nervous. Like he would have to be. Hmm. I think of him as more dense, like a crab or goyle. I oh, see- that's fair. I always saw him as, like, uh, she, Bellatrix married him because he's a pureblood, but her heart, she only has the heart for... Oh, yeah, for, I never uh, thought for, they were in love. Yeah, I definitely picture him as the ultimate cuck, but that's yeah. just because no, of, no, like, no, the like, facts. Like, like, like <laughs> of all the things in Cursed Child, I actually believed that. I believe Rodolphus would be like, I must raise my uh, wife's <laughs> love child with yeah. my master Voldemort. That seems believable to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not I, gonna yeah, lie. I, same. <laughs> like, I, um, I'm a little confused about the timeline of this child, but you know, we're not gonna, we're not, we're not, we're not gonna, gonna get, get into, into that. There. This, this, <laughs> is an, this is an episode about that. I do, though. I'm ignoring. I've been reading a lot of uh, Marauder's fanfiction as one does. And I it has been making me think about Rudolphus's character because sometimes he's mentioned mm-hmm. and he is to in Molly's defense usually depicted as more of like a crab and goyle, like a dense bully. And like know? just like somebody who's gonna stand by you. Like I think somebody that's nervous wouldn't be married to Bellatrix. That's even fair. if they are like a wet blanket, like they wouldn't be like a nervous looking person. I mean, I do think in general there's probably arranged marriages and Bellatrix would go along with it no matter what. Yeah, because that's so, how you have to do that in your book. Yeah. yeah. And carry on their line. Although I don't know if they actually do carry on their line for real, not just Cursed Child. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I doubt I don't think so. Dear God, I hope not. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Bellatrix as a mother? No, which would mean that their child would be even more fucked up. Yeah. I don't think. I think we would have heard it. Well, her child would be, um, first of all, probably like Harry. Like would go to school with Harry. Yeah. Also, would probably be like um, two cousins having a baby together. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm saying, like, we, I, they can have a kid, because if they did, they would have gone to Hogwarts um, at the same time as Harry. Well, yeah, that they ended line. up in jail, so. Yeah. Um, I, this is a that rough. That would have been interesting, though. <laughs> this is a rough comment. Well, I think that's well, what Malfoy's kind of Well, if she, they could have, they could have had the baby, like, right after she got out of, um, Azkaban. Yeah, but they're, like, already made another war, but I think that's who Malfoy is, like, supposed to, like, kind of depict, is, like, a son of two. Oh, yes. But I think Rudolph, but Rudolphus doesn't get out of Azkaban. No, I think they all break Do out. Do they? they yeah. All, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, especially in the Oh, this, definitely in, by, by the, the seventh one. one. All twelve, all ten of them break out in the... Mm, you're right. We just never hear about him, so I assume he must have stayed there. Um, <laughs> I, I, no, no, he's the only one left in Azkaban. I think that! I, like I said, in my head, he's ultimate cuck. He's I literally just, I can never see him as like, mentioned. Bye, guys. <laughs> I have just a rough comment to make and I'm and I apologize but this like child being like because he's like 19 yeah it reminds me almost of like a school shooting type of hearing where it's like 
the parents are there and they're like mm. feel responsible. Yeah. And it's yeah. like he's done this like horrible thing and that they can't excuse, but like the mom is still obviously and like loves like, her son. Yeah. I know that's a really fucked up analogy, that, but this entire scene But that's what it reminds me of. This entire thing scene, it just makes me hate Kraut Senior so fucking much. I usually feel that way, but this time I didn't. Really? I don't I like I, assuming guilt, you don't. It's come. not just. It's not even just the assuming guilt. It's just the, the callousness of. He should all. have recused himself, regardless. Yes, of yes. Anything. that's I. That is what I fault him for, and that's always what I have faulted him for. Anyone could have taken his job. Yeah. No, no, but that he would never have done that yeah. because that would mean de- in, admitting power. defeat. It admitting also, defeat, giving up power. Yeah. It also is like he's saving face because that, like, I think. I, I think the reason... That's his way of making up for the fact that his son... son is- yes. If he's like, I... I think the reason I defended him this time around was because I have no idea how I would ever handle a situation like that. Like, if my child was, like, prominent against the people that I hate the most in this world were, um, was, uh was torturing people to insanity. Like, I just don't have the, like, capacity to imagine what that would be like. And I think if I were like Crouch, I think my only way would be to, like, completely cut my... cut them off from me. And I I understand that, but but you said it yourself. Somebody like Crouch. Crouch was the kind of person who put his career, his face, above everything yes and i hate that about yes him. i hate that about him too but i think in this moment he's using it as a defense mechanism because and then he go he regrets it later he regrets it because of his wife he, no, I, don't I don't think he really does you know he his wife he is ever what, shows love him, for yeah. his son after not his son i think he regrets like doing i think he regrets doing this with his with his wife no i, I think I he regrets because of his wife not not uh not uh, he, it's not, it's not, his wife convinces him to do this. I don't think he ever really feels regret for putting this up in prison. Not for so putting either. him in prison. I think he should go to prison. Even as my child, I would. But even the person that did it, I don't think he regrets any action he took. That's fair. I, I mean, I, just, I believe him when he says, like, you are not my son anymore. But I yeah. think that is, like, a thing that he must do. But I, the thing about this chapter, in this, in this chapter, mm-hmm. we have... We have no idea if if Crouch Jr. actually did the things that he's being accused of. And and Sirius even says, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, and Dumbledore even says, I have no idea. And but Dumbledore's like I think he, he did. did. And say, no, 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 no. But he Sirius. does no, he specifically says no. He and, says he doesn't have explicit proof. And but, same with Sirius. Sirius is like, I don't know, but I would bet my life the people he was caught with were Death Eaters. Right, but yeah. and, and just and, Sorry, oh my god. Guys, yeah. The pleading. The pleading. It's hard to listen to. Like can, I, can we put a clip in that? Yeah, of we that? Can. that that Sorry, listeners, the way Jim <laughs> the way Jim Dale does this, the father, please. Oh, it just it's horrible okay. to listen to. You have been brought here before the Council of Magical Law, he said clearly, so that we may pass judgment on you for a crime so heinous. Father, said the boy with the straw-colored hair, Father, please, that we have rarely heard the like of it within this court, said Crouch, 
speaking more loudly, drowning out his son's voice. We have had the evidence against you. The four of you stand accused of capturing an auror, Frank Longbottom, and subjecting him to the Cruciatus Curse, believing him to have knowledge of the present whereabouts of your exiled master, he who must not be named. Father, I didn't, shrieked the boy in chains below. I didn't, I swear it, Father. Don't send me back to the Dementors. I mean, it, it, it's... It's horrifying. But moving outside the chapter, knowing what we know about about Crouch Jr., he is such a fucking good actor. That's what I'm saying. I I think also in in this in this room, like I think because I know now, like I I know that he's guilty. I know yeah. he did these things. I know he still continues to do these things without remorse so for me crouch jr crouch jr so i feel like for me crouch senior i i'm not like oh i'm on your side i certainly don't think i would react the same way but i don't know what the appropriate way to react to your son being like like what molly was saying accuse yourself he definitely should not have put himself in that situation oh no but i I think he felt he had to yes and i'm just saying with the information that we had at that point he handled this extremely poorly yes because it, it not knowing for sure if his son actually committed these crimes he handled it the same way he did any other person who was even slightly associated with the dark side i'm I think that, so Sirius says that he did grant him a trial, but I don't think that this is the trial. I think this is the quote-unquote sentencing. If it's anything similar to the American system, I think there was a trial, and now this is literally just the sentencing part. I think the trial is just the Wizengamot. So I feel like this would be it, because he doesn't vote. Doesn't he do a vote? Yeah, I think, but that, I think that's for like the sentencing because like they. Don't oh, I ever see what speak. you're saying. Like it's like this is the final. There's no evidence. Like there's no trial aspect of it. I think in this era, that's what passes for a trial. I think in this era of the Wizarding World, because there was no there's because think of th- think of the think of what Sirius uh, described that that people were it just was sent- no more than a chance to show how much he hated the boy. Exactly. Yeah. I think this was that quote trial. That yeah. That's interesting. I, I think it might be I a thought portion this was of just the trial. The yeah. It seems like ju- yeah, but I well, guess they bring him in. They, yeah, they bring yeah. it in. Bring him but in. But I yeah, I don't know. It's just obviously yeah. doesn't resemble anything like a trial, but yeah, yeah I think you might be right. Yeah. I was just thinking it could be like the the second part of it. I do think you like hit the um, the nail on the head when you say um, when you said that it was like it reminded you of a school shooting. Yeah. Because I think I think this I think that's what I was feeling when I was re listening to it this time, where it's like that shame. Is like a shame I've never experienced. But so for the parents, but then for Barty Crouch Jr., who I do legitimately think is like some sort of sociopath or psychopath, but him pleading doesn't seem to fit that. Like where like Bellatrix, who is so detached, is like, 
you know, whatever. Yeah. It's different that he shows so much emotion. It's almost like he develops that that detachment in Azkaban. I, I, and I think that hits, and that hits the nail on the head for but me. But before, I always thought, like, he was always like that, which is why he ended up doing the acts that he did with Bellatrix, like, the long bottoms. Mm. Like, I always wondered what possessed this child of Barty Crouch Sr. to do that because... To me, like having a distant father is not enough of an impetus to. I think to a distant those... father with psychopathy. Right. Would. So, like, but then I think the psychopathy did it happen before or after? Well, you're he born was in with prison. psychopathy. Right. So then, like, would he have shown this much like emotion of like pleading if he was already like showing that psychopathy? I think, I think for me, when the line where he says, "Please don't send me back to the Dementors." For me, that means he's putting on this face. He's putting on this act of uh, of uh, a pleading child, so he doesn't have to go to the Dementors. I think he. It's an he, act. I think it's an act, and he. But I think it's an act. But he honestly is. He honestly does he not like the Dementors. Also, doesn't want to go to the Dementors. He also, he, and it's an act. It's an act. It's an act. So he doesn't go back to the Dementors because if he wasn't afraid of the Dementors, then he would have just been acting the same way as Bellatrix. Yeah, I also. Just for this is just for argument's Please. sake. Please, um, because I don't know whether he's a psychopath, um, sociopath, um, from the beginning or when he goes into Azkaban. I think it makes a lot of sense if it's post Azkaban. Like I, I think we have textual evidence to suggest that being in Azkaban does drive you. But I also crazy. think it makes sense for yes, you. I, yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But um, I do think it's possible to be a Death Eater. And to torture the Longbottoms and not be a psychopath or a sociopath. But they kind of describe this crime in particular as the most heinous. And yeah. it's paired with the fact that he has no real reason to join the Dementors other than the fact that he's the like... A so- what did I say? Dementors. I, I keep doing yeah. that. Yeah. Other, to join the Death Eaters other than the fact that he is like some sort of sociopath, psychopath. And this was, well, and this I was like a torch and the, they, they tortured them to the insanity. This is the most heinous crime yeah. that they've heard of. They didn't just torture them to get information because if they wanted to torture them to get information, they wouldn't have done they the They make this seem worse than Sirius's crime, which yeah. they also said was really bad. Yeah. I mean, but... Then why did Wormtail join the Death Eaters? Why, like, tons Everybody of people, has their own reasons. Wormtail's, Everybody has their I own reasons. I think Wormtail's reasons are made plain. Right, that's what I'm about saying. About the power element. Right, but we don't know what was going on in Barty exactly. Crouch Jr.'s There's life no... other than... like uh, That's what I'm saying. Like Wormtail was a better person than Barty Crouch Jr. And he mm. was still scared and... and uh, joined the Death Eaters because he wanted... But these are completely wanted... different people, though. Th- these are, yes, they are completely different people, and I think that Barty Crouch Jr. is more predisposed to join Death Eaters yes. than Wormtail. But I don't think it's because he's a sociopath or I a think psychopath. It, I, th- I think it's exactly because... I think it's because that's his personality. He wants to be... Right. He wants an excuse to kill. And, 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 I and, think and, it is because he's a sociopath. And, and also... And, and also, he also hates his father. That doesn't help. That kind of is like the turning point, but I think there's something else going on there mentally because Peter will join any group that's going to protect him, and I think that's shown. It's not because he's a good person. I think it's, oh, these he are my the bad, these are the people bully. that are going to protect me, so they're my friends. These are the people that are going to protect me, saying. so those are my friends. I don't think it's because he's a good person. No, I didn't. I okay, I didn't mean to be like, oh, he is a good person. I meant to say like you said I, he was a better person. I think he is a better person than. 
Barty Crouch Jr. I don't think so. I think when Barty Crouch he turns Jr. turns his is, best friends over to Voldemort to be killed. Yes, that is a that's horrible worse thing. than being like, he, um, dissociated, which is what Barty Crouch Jr. is. Yeah, I, I mean, think personally. I I mean in terms of like the capacity, like. So then why isn't Peter a sociopath is what I'm saying. I'm talking about the capacity to do what he did. Because he's not as detached. It's not right, a detachment. Right. That's where a sociopath is. I don't he, think, but I don't see, especially in this scene where he's begging, any sign of detachment. Well, that's because he's putting on a face. But every other time we encounter actual Barty Crouch Jr., he's, he, he takes pleasure in what he does. He takes pleasure in killing. He takes pleasure in doing Voldemort's bidding. He's just like Bellatrix. But he does but what he does is he puts on that face, that mask. He's an actor. Bellatrix is not an actor. She always wears her heart on her sleeve. Yeah, I think she would be more of a psychopath than a sociopath. Well, uh, well I don't know I'm, the difference. I don't know the difference. I, either. I'm using them interchangeably. I, yeah, I, a sociopath is someone who doesn't um and we, we can, like, Siri check this, but a sociopath is someone like Dexter who can operate in the world and be normal, but, um, but in, like, but fools you kind of with an act, but you don't have those feelings. But I you think, don't have a moral compass I think what Joey and I are saying is that Peter is neither a sociopath or psychopath. No, he is not doing this because... Right, I agree. Okay. I 100% agree that Peter agree? is neither. I was saying, that, uh, for argument's sake, what... Does does the fact that um, Barty Crouch Jr. was a Death Eater make him, or and did this to the Longbottoms make him automatically a psycho or sociopath? And I that's, that was what I was asking. I don't think it's what he did to the Longbottoms. I think it's that plus all the evidence, all the other evidence we have about uh, uh, the scene where he's revealed. Um, th- that entire scene just turns him into uh, just scream psychopath to me. What, 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 what do we got? I think, well, so what I'm seeing on sociopath versus like they are very similar in a lot of yeah. ways. There are some slight differences. Like some are, I think one is non, not. not necessarily violent where the other one is necessarily yeah. violent. So it's like little things like that, but for the most part, they are used interchangeably. Yeah. I think clinically, but there are definitely similar. different, yeah. there are differences, but they are not you know huge differences yeah. from okay. just some light reading I'm doing is um just for my own understanding um are psychopaths like can you tell so a psychopath doesn't have a conscience yeah and a soci- soci- sociopath typically has a conscience but it's weak so I oh, guess a psychopath is a worse was, sociopath yeah I was wrong but I do um I think that's basically the way to say it, is a psychopath is a worse sociopath. Mm. So a psychopath is most likely going to be violent, where a sociopath might not be violent, but they will definitely be, like, distant and, like, all that stuff. Yeah. I, um, but I do, I think what jo- I think what Joey and I are saying is that Bellatrix and Barty Crouch Jr. are most likely in the same boat one way yeah, or the other. I agree. Um, and that they are distinct, or they're distancing themselves from these emotions, and that in this instance, Barty Crouch Jr. is putting on an act, whereas Bellatrix is, like, literally incapable of putting on any kind of act um, other than, like, who she is. Yeah. And that Wormtail's, like, in its own... He's in his own, like, realm of, like, 
you know, most definitely has some mental health issues, but not in the biological sense of, like, socio or psychopath. Yeah. yeah, I guess, yeah, I, I don't even know why I'm, like, arguing so heavily for this. I, I guess I was great. just, I was just <laughs> trying to, I so was trying to figuring out, I was, sorry, I was trying to figure out, like, because there are tons of Nazis, like, if we're going to make the parallel between Death Eater and Nazi, which J.K. Rowling is definitely doing. Yeah, she that, did it first. <laughs> uh, uh, that were not, like, that I don't believe not every Nazi was a socio or psychopath. No, no. Like, we learned in Milgram's study that people oh, follow God. orders. Which was, which was a very, which was a very flawed study, yeah, actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, even Milgram, even Milgram himself, like, That's has gone back. That's what we studied and, about was that it was flawed, not about the actual Oh, yeah. That's what we used. But either way, go on. But yeah, so I was saying, like, I was just trying to figure out, like, if... You know, there are, if there, since, like, obviously not all Nazis, I think that I was just trying to figure out, like, oh, we're quick to be like, oh, it's because they're a sociopath or, like, a psychopath, and it, like... I I try not to be quick about that. It's really these two characters. Obviously, Voldemort is his own special snowflake. Um, (laughs) There are very few characters... Talk about lack of emotion. Yeah, (laughs) just talk about detachment. Um, There are very few characters in this series that I would dub that, but I definitely think Bellatrix... I would... Well, I I definitely was never arguing Bellatrix was not. But (laughs) I'm using her as a comparison to Barty Crouch Jr., where I think he definitely is that because... I think it was made worse by his father, but I think that he was already predisposed to do the things that he was going yeah. to do. And yeah, think and think I of guess. and if I we're we if we're talking about, about Voldemort as the as the ultimate psychopath, um, think of the people who Psycho Supreme, if you will. The Psycho Supreme. There we go. <laughs> um, who are the people who were closest to him? Bellatrix and Barty Crouch Jr. They were his closest. And Snape. And Snape, but Snape deceived him. Right. Um, and that, Snape is not, I don't think, a psycho no, or sociopath. Definitely no, definitely No, definitely not. But, but he but, was but, one of the closest the tr- ones. Because Snape, he was able to convince Voldemort that he was. And Lucius is definitely not one. Like, he's not the closest. No, no. that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying Lucius is definitely not, like, a socio-psychopath. But the people, he de- the people Voldemort himself describes as his most loyal, as his most loyal servants, mm-hmm. are Bellatrix... Uh, are Bellatrix, um, Barty Crouch Jr., and Snape. Now, granted, Snape's is in his own class, but the other two yeah. were... They're like him. They're like him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Great point. That's um, fair. Yeah. Um, this has what... been such a juicy chapter yeah. to talk yeah. about. Yeah. I'm so glad I, I came for this one. <laughs> oh, we're I'm glad you did, too. Um, just in defense of Crouch, uh, Crouch Sr., uh, mm. Not just it's not just Crouch who votes against the. Uh, um, it's everybody. It's it's literally everybody raises their hand. I do think that's important. Yeah. yeah. I don't actually. I do. I think read that this also gives hate. more um, clout to your assumption that there was a trial before this. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. this don't... doesn't seem like enough of evidence was presented. Right. right. Well, and it's or they just like knew about it, but yeah, I don't but think hate what... Crouch Senior in this. I just. I don't definitely, I definitely don't like him, but I feel like kind of he did what, this was his way of like dealing with it. That's what I'm saying. Which better for worse, mostly for worse, but I don't, I don't hate, I've never hated Crouch Sr. I've never liked him, but I've never hated him. You Um, guys are also coming off of um, the madness of Mr. Crouch. 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, we just I, got another side of him. Me, me going into this without directly reading the Magnus of Minster Crouch yeah, first. We're fresh off. Um, it, 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 I just, I just see all the worst parts of Crouch, and I don't see his repentance. I, I will say I'm playing my own devil's advocate because <laughs> at the beginning of this book, I was like very against Crouch because I also don't really like Crouch, which is why I think that I can be a little more lenient to him right here because I don't think it makes me like him more or less. I already know I don't like Barty Crouch Sr. So for me, it's just like, oh, I this is a really shitty fucked up thing yeah. that I don't know how I would react to. Yeah. In terms of like character study like <laughs> my opinion of him is not changing yeah. at all uh, do you guys have any more notes on i the... do have more okay have... <laughs> on, on what i'll just blow through them well, real well, quick. On, on what specifically because i have something about this whole scene <clears throat> in general i have some spe- spe- Ooh, should we start over <laughs> <laughs> i have some specifics that we kind of touched on but i just wanted to say again um Great intro to Bellatrix. Personally, I always pictured her like that heavily lidded look, but like lots of black eyeliner. That's what I thought of as heavily lidded. That's what I thought it meant was heavily lidded. Like I didn't realize it meant like an actual eye thing. I just thought it meant like a lot of she was lidded black eyeliner. (laughs) She was like, "Let me get this eyeliner on." Like I can't really picture it. Like I get it. I get the heavily lidded, but I can't really like like. I don't know what that looks like other than like a lot of heavily lidded black eyeliner like she's always squinting i think it just means like almost like um sunken in eyes yes that's Ah. what i see it's like shadowed eyes because they're like that that actually makes a lot of sense that you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna adapt that to my image of book bellatrix now yeah Yeah. it's not it's definitely not helen bottom carter she has big i have my own version of bellatrix in my head and it's very like sleek hair and the fact that like it doesn't have individual strands. It's almost like so greasy that it's like all together. It's like Ooh. almost like a cartoon character. Have you? S- yeah, I actually am about to bring up a cartoon character. You watched Avatar, right? Yeah. Yes, we've discussed. Oh this. my god! Yes. Okay, so I picture. Oh uh, no! Did you watch? You didn't watch Korra though. I did. You did. What are you, good. What are you good. Talking good. About? Okay, I just want to make sure. Okay. Are you talking about uh, um um the the water the arm yes. water bender? Yes. yes. That's yes. how yes. I picture yes. Bellatrix. Oh, that makes so much sense. And and yeah. oh my. God. And she has the eyes that okay. they're describing. Okay, my mind just made a couple jumps. So she, uh, this this uh, the armless waterman I forget her name is voiced by the same person who voiced mm-hmm. Azula, mm-hmm. and Azula is a very much a Bellatrix character. Perfect. Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Our minds did do that same same jump. wavelength. And then I took a drink, awesome. and I was like, I couldn't. Just <laughs> oh, you need to watch Avatar. Yes, you do. <laughs> I probably won't. But, you, but I. Where were we? Um, you were gonna give a note on the oh, overall. Only overall. Okay, I just have to say the movies. <laughs> Did not do this scene justice. Well, yeah, they combined it into one scene. Into one scene, and they but they took out they they took out the ambiguity of Crouch's of Crouch Junior's guilt. Yes, yes. And they and they made and so they made him like clear the the fucking tongue thing. You don't like it either because I don't like it. Okay, okay. I like I like its implementation in the movie. I like I get the I get the point of it. I get the point of it. I think it's a good actor choice. I I think it's true. It's like it's so much. It's like it. 
And I, yes, it makes me uncomfortable, and I guess, yes, that's the point, because he's an uncomfortable character, but it, it's just, it's not I necessary. Think it, I think it's too much, it's like drawing too much attention. It's I, a substitute for plot, and I hate things that are just mm. a shortcut for good writing. But if you are an actor, and they've written the script, and you get the script, and you've read the books, and you help things along by your actorial choice, it's not David Tennant's mm. fault that he's trying to but fix their mistake. But it's not David Tennant that did it, it was... It's both actors that did it, so it wasn't just an actor trait. It was, that, uh, actors work together all the time. I That's know, true. but I'm That's thinking true. it was more than just an actor trait because they both did it as like a, this is a connection. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like the actors talked. I, I like, think that might have been a director. Like, I think there was definitely more than just actors involved in that decision. I, I'm sure David Tennant has talked about it. I, I'm just it's, I I believe I'm you, sure but I also asked. think okay, like an Alex. actor playing the two two of the same character but it's would certainly supposed talk. to be something more. Like it's not just an actor trait. Yeah. It's like it's a hint to the audience. Yeah, but I that's more than just like an actor. I think an choice. actor has the ability to make that choice. But, but that's a make bold that hint. I think I, I, I think it, I think it's I think it could be either. I, I don't think and I don't think it's never definitely in act- the movie together. Yes, but I'm sure if they're playing the same part, they would have had a conversation about a collaborative conversation. Like that is just like. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm just remembering. I'm just remembering a thing from John Mulaney where um, uh, when he's talking about a horse in a hospital, and he's just and and, compared to Trump. No, but he's he's like a bull in a china cat. No, no, um, when he's talking about uh, um, Trump and, uh, and and Kim Jong-un, and yeah, like, they're yeah, arguing, and, then the, and the entire world is like, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just had that scene in my head, because you guys kept Please, going back and forth. Uh, but I just don't... I, 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 regardless of whether it was an actor choice or a, um, or, or a directorial choice, I think it was a substitute for plot, and I think it cheapened the whole experience of this, um, of this scene. Of what she built in the book. Exactly, and I, I feel it. Well, the entire fourth movie, it, it's it's not my it's not my least favorite movie, but it, oh, it because I like the movie. Because, I like the movie too. Well, it, it, they just had to cram so much into the movie that everything seemed everything seemed rushed, and I did, and that's what I didn't like. Like they they couldn't draw out a purpose, scene. It was purpose, so it like kept you. It, it almost keeps your heartbeat up. Like you are in a. In a Triwizard tournament, the whole time it's like uh, boom, boom, boom. Like I, I like that. Part I think about they it. made strong choices in the movie. Yeah. And whether that's good or bad, I think I they don't picked... love the tongue thing. But but no, but I'm I saying... like the movie a lot. No, I think they, I think they made a lot of shortcuts so they could fit as much as they could. But into they had the movie. to do that. I know how to. And I agree. I agree. They had to do that. I'm not interested in watching a well. That is I not am true. I interested in watching a verbatim of the book. No, 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 that's not what I was going to say. I'm ready to watch an eight-hour per book movie. Yeah, okay, so that's what I was going to say. I'm not, well, I was going to say I wasn't, I'm not interested in seeing, like, part one, part two of each book, but then that's oh, a uh, lie. I would 100% yeah. would. And, yes. yet, and yet part one and part two still cut out. So that's, what I, that's what I meant. Like, I'm not, will, I'm not. I don't need to see their version of it. What I need is a full... In, I like, need my head to be made into... Right. Ten years later, How about this? I Where's need them pincers? to do a Marauders TV <laughs> show, and then I need them, 20 years later, to redo the Harry Potter series, but um, in a TV show form, so that we get every single detail of everything that There happened. we go. Um... <laughs> What I was what I was getting at is like I agree. Simple. I agree that the I that the movies had to be shortened, but the, like the plot the plot had to be condensed for the movies. 
but I just don't like the way that they cheapen the story in the process. I see what you're saying, but I think the fourth movie did a much better job than the fifth movie in like Everybody doing that. Everybody hates the fifth movie. I like the fifth movie. The fifth movie cuts out so much. Oh my god, we've had this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I I I don't like the fifth movie either. But you also like the third movie, so. Yes. Oh my god! The fourth movie, though, does get to the (laughs) meat. This is so funny. This is every time Joey and I are in a room. We cannot go through one conversation without bringing up the third movie. Okay, for context. The third movie I despise beyond all reason. I I just want to say this about the fourth movie, though. Like, it gets to the meat and potatoes of, like, the Triwizard Tournament. And I think that's, like, they do a really good job of depicting, like, the main parts of the fourth book. Yeah. (laughs) Which I don't think the fifth one does. Yeah, the fifth one cuts out so much important stuff. How can you say that about the fifth one, but not the third one? Because the fifth book is my favorite. But how can you say that about the fifth one, but not the third one? Um, I think the third one, I do have problems with the modernization of it, but I think it's also, like, kind of cool, and it... They cut out the Marauders. I think that I like the third movie as a movie, not as a depiction of the book. And that's, and that's what it comes down to. It's whether you, it's whether it's a good... I say the exact same thing. Yeah, it's whether it's a good adaptation versus as a... Yeah. yeah. Is it a good adaptation or is it a good movie? And I, I think always the fourth one is a one fairly is good adaptation and it's a good yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. I, I will I will agree. The it's fifth n- one? Not, not either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it, like I don't hate watching the fifth I movie, but I'm never it, but like, I wanna watch this one separately yeah. from the rest, which I, I don't do remember with the third it. And it's the like my least memorable one. I think it's a decent adaptation. I don't think it's the best, but I think it's a decent one. For well, well maybe we'll have you I both of you on for the fifth movie. <laughs> Uh, a podcast. Yeah. We play oh, a yeah. drinking game. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, we get drunk by halfway through. They're long movies. <laughs> and we have a lot, we, we have a lot to drink. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I'll give um, you a run for your money. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you could probably handle more than uh, I can. Um, um, but anyway, that was, that was my comment on this. Right. So my next note is light and cheery, and it's poor Neville. I feel like we oh. need to discuss is this. Is that light and cheery? That's, I mean, that was sarcasm, yeah. um, certainly. Yeah, well, like, this is the first time we hear about Neville's parents. Well, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Before we get to Neville, um, how would Harry have gotten out on his own? We already talked about that. No, I, I'm, I'm st- this is before. Oh, shit. I thought you were talking about with Dumbledore. Oh, no. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Um, We, this is such a, like, almost, like, this is such a bold move on J.K. Rowling's part. So, like, for this to be our first introduction of... Oh, I think it's great. No, I love yeah. it. Okay. But I, yeah. But it's I bold in a saying. good way. I... I just remember hearing this the first time and yeah. being like, what? Yeah, I didn't make the connection at first until until the, the scene with Dumbledore. Well, when, Longbottom's such a... Such a, such such a, a name. unique name. As like, I was like... Oh, yeah. like I didn't get it, but yeah, I was definitely I don't think I was like, paying attention I was asking questions. I was like, he did what to the Longbottoms? Is this like, who is this? Who yeah. is this? And then you think about how Neville lives with his grandparents and you're like, 
oh shit so yeah so let's pause there because um and we can go from where to where molly's no i was just him coming out of the pencil yeah like yeah i had that same question like how do you how do you get out? Like, do you think about it? I think you think about it. I think it's the whole thought process. See, but, but the way you go in isn't about thinking about see, it. See, that's why I think that you're still on the outside. Because I think you can sort of like, you know, you have that moment where you're in a dream where it's like, yes. I can, I recognize I'm in a dream and you now. can just pull yourself out. Ooh. Oh my god, yeah. But Dumbledore is the one that like literally lifts him up and is like, let's go. But, but I but think you like can still dream. do that, the collar of your... But he talks about his feet landing back on the ground. I know, but it's like, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like, no, I, I'm agreeing with Alex now. Um, when you, <laughs> when you, uh, like when you're waking up from a dream and like you can half feel your sheets on you and you can half yeah and you can but you're but you're like like if you're in a really good dream you feel yourself waking up or like when you feel yourself falling down like falling down a staircase or something like that yeah or like and missing a step or missing a step a, like a if dream. you felt that if you felt that falling asleep and that and, you and feel that, it uh, in your that stomach. jerk yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and i know what you're talking about well i, I was talking originally i was just talking about like the 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 feeling of like you can pull yourself back into the dr- <laughs> you're trying to pull yourself back into the dream but, but you, you also can't. but you're you also like, feel your head on the pillow and and it's it's kind of like you're halfway between yeah. both worlds, and it's like sleep paralysis. Like the whole thing is that your mind wakes up before your body, so it's terrifying because you can't move. But I think this is more yeah. than that because Dumbledore is literally pulling him out of it. But I think you could. I if I have my head in a bowl, you can still take my shirt and go. Get but out. it's not that he's just doing that. He's going in there too, and then they're both coming out together. But it's not that he's just pulling him out. Is and it then like a talking. rising up? Is is there like a, a yeah? Sensation? That's what I was reading earlier. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to like. No, 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 no. Again. No, but it, I mean, like, it, like okay. I, I, I'm going to stand by what I said before. It's ambiguous. We can do, we can I interpret stand it by any. What we said last year. I stand by. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, but like, it can easily be interpreted either way. I don't think there's any strong evidence for either. Yeah. Do you want me to read it again? Yeah, please. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll maybe I'll put Jim's voice in instead. But yeah, I'll do, read it, it, do it, it for do now. it, do it. Okay. Come," said the Dumbledore on his left and he put his hand under Harry's elbow. Harry felt himself rising into the air. The dungeon dissolved around him. For a moment, all was blackness, and then he felt as though he had done a slow-motion somersault, suddenly landing flat on his feet in what seemed like the dazzling light of Dumbledore's sunlit office. And then Harry's, like, gasping. Professor, Harry gasped. Hmm. So that to me is like very specific that he's coming out of it and he's like feels like he's doing a somersault and then like literally landing on his feet. I, I, I to me it seems explicit. Then how do you then how do you get out? I I do think it's some sort of like uh, ascendio type of thing. But if it's your head, then how does it lift your whole? It I just think seems... it's somewhat of a mind game. I don't know. I, I yeah. I, that's why I think it. it's I know. all head. I think it's all head. You ha- There's no way your physical of body can be. Of course, it's all played. in your head. How how does that mean it's not? not real. <laughs> but I think in general, though, why I think the reason I think it's so like head space because there's no way you can like. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. Listeners, tell us what you think. Comment. (laughs) Comment. Put your thoughts in the comments. (laughs) Like, 
Subscribe. LOL at Harry just straight up admitting that he is an empty head. Yes. Saying, oh, Harry. Um, I can't think that I've ever thought that I need pensive. I, I, I put my note was I'm sure Harry hasn't had too many thoughts. <laughs> but also he's wrong. He has definitely had need for a pensive. And later, like in the next chapter, he says, "I finally understand pensive. needing a pensive." Pensive, yeah. It's cute. Um, I have a fantastic beast note. Yeah. Um, um, just rehash, just rehashing what we said before. Dumbledore has the has the best way he, he's taking this in stride for such a huge uh yeah. for such a huge invasion of privacy i think he did it on purpose i think left it ajar. i think he left it ajar on purpose because especially when harry gets out and then later when like, like the, when the snape memory comes up he like lets him look at that like he i think he's being very like stronger and more powerful than ever yeah that that moment what moment when he says stronger and more powerful than ever. Yeah. Or something like that. No, no, not that moment. When when Snape is saying, like, um, Cockroft's too stronger. It's like getting... When he's talking about the dark mark. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Is that, is that is, what you're talking about? Yes, I was. Sorry. I got a scare. Um, I had a fright. Yeah. <laughs> so, I got a fright. Um, um, I did want to just talk about Fantastic Beasts for a moment. Really? <laughs> I know. Really? Okay. <laughs> well, I, we're getting sidetracked? What? <laughs> stay with me, people. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that in Fantastic Beasts, they kind of warp the idea of the pensive into literally the <coughs> death penalty, where it's like you what? walk into your own memories, and that is your death. Like, well, you walk that, into... I never your, saw that as that, though. It feels very reminiscent of the pensive. Not, it's not obviously a pensive, but... She's, like, reliving her memories in that, like, blackness. And, like, she's walking into those, like, memories. And that's, like, part of it. And it, it feels like a... It's blackness. It's, it's she, white. She's reliving memories yeah. walking into it. Which feels like a pensive. And it's, like, a... It's, like, a... It's expanding the, the idea of a pensive and turning it into something dark and sinister. I think... To me. Yes. Yes. I, I think... Well, you're... Yes. Same author. But I do think... It's, it's more of a not like the same thing. It, no, but it's like a this is America. I I think that's something that America would do personally. I liked yeah. their like here is your death penalty and it's like you get your last meal. Like here yeah. you get your memories. You get your happy memories while we But it's like the offensive, right? But she's not in, immersed in them. She's just viewing them. A little bit. Though. But it's like the same magic. I would assume it's the same magic of a pensive. Yeah, I don't think I, yeah, fine. Yes. I think it probably is yeah. the same root magic. It just doesn't bother like me the same bag. way. No. I would want to be in my happy memories when I I but that's but that, if that, I were dying, I think I would much rather that than like have but to there face are the bad fact. memories. Yeah, yeah, I think that that I have problem with because I think they're using that as a plot device, and I don't think that yeah. Like, yeah. they are. But like, it is still part of it. Yeah, whether but it's a plot device or not, it brings up an interesting point that um, they didn't need a pensive to show the memories. They didn't need that conduit. But I well, think they do. I think that there is a water is a conduit. It's not. It's She's on top it's like of a, a liquid giant pencil. Yeah, that she's is on... not. No, no. The potion that she's the potion that she's in is not. It's, it's a death potion. It's not a. Yeah, it's but not it's a, like a giant. But I'm pencil. saying they could have that. It could have whatever 
you know. I'm saying that the room is a pensive, but the potion itself is not part of the pensive. It has some elements of it because it has her memories in it. That's where the memories you are coming from. The, the water. water. Oh, they are. They are in the water. Okay, yeah. I have to watch the movie. Again. It's a mixture, yeah. but it's not. Oh it's no, definitely I have to watch the movie. Yeah, it's definitely not straight up a pensive, but it's elements of the pensive with this other like darkness and yeah. i feel like it just warped this like really cool thing that's in the original series and she took it and like went yeah. in a dark way with it i never i, I, I never associate that's cool but it's yeah. also like uh come on yeah. i i don't know i think yeah. like we have technologies that we use for good and we use for bad like yeah. i you know i think right, it makes in the sense. real world <laughs> I think in my makes... world. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I I I don't really fault her for that. I think it makes a lot of sense that America. I'm not even like... faulting her. I just I don't like it. I don't yeah. want it. I don't want that. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. I I just uh, until until you said that I never really associated that scene with the pensive because it didn't really have the same imagery. It had the it didn't have like. The, the the air woven into solid. I think she just got the idea from the pensive. I don't think it is a pensive. I just think it's similar aspects of yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm at Bertha Jorkins. I'm at Bertha Jorkins, too. I had too. a revelation. Yeah. Ooh. I, just, I just want to say right off the bat before you, before you yeah. go into that is... Um, it took me far too long to, to really see Bertha Jorkins as a significant part of the... Uh, of the story, um, when I first read it, it's like it, to me she was just a name that that people are trying to find. I never realized yeah. like until Dumbledore really explains it, like 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 explicitly says it to my face. I'm like, oh, he thinks they're connected. And even then, I was like, are they Dumbledore? Are they really connected? The disappearance of her. Yeah, because I never really heard um, um, the in the first chapter. Bertha Jorkins never really registered to me. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so I think that's on purpose. It, 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 and, and yeah, it was, and so, but, but as a result, I never really took Bertha Jorkins' disappearance as a serious plot point. Even when she shows up in the Priory and can. I think that was. I think that was the moment. Yeah. That was, I mean, I don't think yeah. you should fault yourself too I much for that. I think most you, people. That's like where you're supposed to like. Or in this chapter, maybe, but like, I don't. As a child, if you're just trying to read to the end. Like you're not thinking about yeah, and that. Yeah, and like I said before, I was just I was a very in the moment kind of reader. I wasn't about predicting and stuff. And I I was like that too. It was really my mom that would make us stop and think about it because she she started the books with us. I mean, I went on my own for a while, but like mm. she did make, kind of make us want to like think about it. Yeah, um, I think I thought I was I read more like just to get through it, like, when I was a better reader. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think my dyslexia helped me analyze things like you a little more. bit because I could o- I could physically only read so much. Yeah. So um, yeah. I had to, like, go to bed and then, like, think about things and then the next day I could tackle maybe another chapter, yeah. especially when I was this young, yeah. reading these. Yeah. Um, so my realization was, and this is probably obvious, but I had never thought about it in this way before, was that Harry just did this like very curious thing of going into the pensive, and Dumbledore doesn't get mad at him, but he's like, curiosity is a dangerous thing, and then immediately after, he shows a moment of Bertha Jorkins being very curious and going oh. after somebody, and then also, that's what how she, that's her downfall, is that she's, she's curious. curious, and so I think he's trying to teach Harry, like, a secret lesson, mm-hmm. and being like, 
This is also a curious person, Harry, and curiosity isn't necessarily a bad thing, but this is how it can go awry. You're so Damn. right. I never thought about it before. Me either. Me either. But That's like, so cool. Dumbledore also, like, just say what you mean, hun. Like, because I don't think Harry got that Yeah, I don't think either. he's making those connections. <laughs> Oh, great. That's, uh, that's awesome. So, yeah, I just was like, no, duh, but, like, I don't think it's that obvious. No, I don't think it's but obvious once, you, once I said it or wrote it, I was like, duh. Like, yeah. yes, Bertha's do, too curious, and so is Harry, and he's saying this right on the heels of being, like, curiosity is not a sin, Harry. So, yeah. just, I just thought that was an no, interesting I, thing. No, that's, that's, that's a cool point. That's a really cool point. That was my most, like, insightful note. Yeah. My next note is on when Harry is explaining why he came to talk to Dumbledore. And yes. He's like, I fell asleep in class. And he's and Harry, like, pauses. <laughs> and then Dumbledore's like, no, I get it. Quite understandable. Moving in that vein, I, I like how Dumbledore always takes what Harry says seriously. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like, it, throughout that entire, like, explanation, it's like... Harry, Dumbledore's like, yes, of course. Don't feel silly about it. I'm, I'm with you. Just keep yeah. going. I need, I need this information. I need this yeah. information. But he never actually tells uh, Harry why. He always holds something back. I so I had this note about Dumbledore where I was kind of flip flopping on like, I don't like how vague he's being, and yet I think that Dumbledore is treating Harry respectfully and is giving Harry information. But he's still doing this, like, vague, like, not being completely transparent thing. And I was so mixed on it. I think we are, we're all on the same page. Because yeah. my note says this would be a perfect time to tell Harry the full plan. Yep. This would have been the perfect time. He's the, old the enough. The full, full plan? Like, like, the full, full plan. I think he should. This or, was at a, least, or at least as much as you told him in the, in the fifth book. That's, no. Okay, that's what I was wondering. I, fifth book or seventh book? I think he should have told him the full plan. But really? if he knew the full plan, would he have done what he did in exactly. the last one? No, I don't think he would have. I think... He, I, I Harry... Harry overthinks everything. Harry overthinks things, but kind he... Of. Yeah, but he, like, also... He I think if he, he... He's too... He has too much of a hero he, complex to have not a, followed through in The trolley problem is he would rather kill himself than have Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's always gonna make enough. the choice to kill himself. That is Harry... To save others. To save mm. others. Right. Yes. To save others. But he wasn't in a position to save others until until that moment. But, but I think if Dumbledore told him... No matter when Dumbledore told him that, he would still make that decision because, every time. And my... And my issue with Dumbledore is that he's not open and I think other things could have they could have worked together more the, Harry would have been more prepared for Horcruxes there's it's like there the, would have been less of a war there would have been less of a war it's just less people would have died I think he and I don't even know how much Dumbledore knows at this point yeah, I don't think he knows as much he, about Horcruxes he know, he at know, this point he knows sixth, enough sixth book he knows enough because Snape is like cause he in that conversation they have in Prince's Tale, that chapter, where Snape is like, what? Fattening up to be a pig. Fattening up to but be I a pig. But I think that's in the sixth one when Dumbledore's being asked. Yes, yeah. but Dumbledore, I think, has always known that he thinks Harry, this yes. connection is... And he's not telling him everything even in the fifth one when he thinks he's telling him everything. Right. But the, but see, that but that but that's the thing. Like Until the sixth book, I don't think Dumbledore knows as much as uh, but he's as, not as even telling him his guesses which is I think what you're saying Alex Fair. I, I just think 
he holds Harry's life in he use he uses Harry as a pawn in a way in like I think <clears throat> sorry I'm gonna use your chess analogy I think that Dumbledore thinks of Harry as the queen and will use Harry but like will protect it at all costs but eventually we'll have to um, sacrifice, sacrifice the, the queen, queen to, to win get the, the checkmate. You're definitely right. Mm. Um, Sorry, I, I just, I was like, I You're right. We've mentioned this on the podcast, I'm pretty sure, but I don't know how to play chess. I do know how to play chess. Um, but, but I loved your analogy. No, but I do think you're correct in that, yeah, it's, he's the queen. And either way, um, Like, he's not a pawn. Like, there are definitely people that are pawns in but his I, I, But I was using the word, like, he's a pawn in the way that it's, like, true. But I think he protects him more than a pawn. Like, I, that's why I take, um, heed with your comment. Yeah. Fine, he protects him more than a pawn, but it's because he's more useful than the pawn. And I do think he loves him. Yes, he yeah. does, but you don't, but I, th- that's not the point. It. I'm not undercutting it. I think if you do a shitty thing, the fact that you love the person that you did a shitty thing to doesn't negate the fact that it's shitty. You know, that's what I'm it saying. Like, but it, that's what I'm but saying, I think that love doesn't matter. intention does matter. Intention matters, but the point is that if, Dumbledore was just open with Harry. Harry, he didn't trust Harry enough. And he thinks he's too young. And it's not true. <laughs> and it's it's awful. It's awful that Harry in the seventh one is like faced with this huge thing that he has to figure out on his own. And then the ending puzzle piece to the stupid mystery Wild Goose Chase Dumbledore sends him on. After they've worked together all of the sixth one. He could have easily told him at any point in the yeah, sixth. I okay, think, but think, think about this. Sorry. I'm Harry sorry. also does the same thing that Dumbledore does immediately after he finds out everything. He doesn't tell Ron. He doesn't tell Hermione. He doesn't tell Neville. He does the same thing that Dumbledore Ooh. does. Is like, I don't need to tell you this thing because I know it's best and I'm going to go forward with this plan. And that's the thing about Dumbledore. He knows too much for his own good. He, He's too smart for his own and good. And like I'm saying, Dumb- or Harry, knowing everything that he does, mirrors the exact same act that Dumbledore mm. does by he, not telling them. No, he doesn't. Yes, he, he does. He specifically says, wait, wait he specifically says wait. in the seventh book, I'm going to leave three to finish this quest, just like Dumbledore did. And doesn't tell them everything they need to know. He does exactly what Dumbledore does. I agree with you entirely, Molly. He he does a very similar thing. (laughs) No, no, no. No, my my point is important. Let me say it. I'm saying No, okay. He at no point expects Ron and Hermione to die for the cause, he does of the not end. know what they're gonna have to do. He's saying that he's leaving it. Dumbledore in their knows hands. explicitly that Harry might have to sacrifice. But himself. not at he, this point. Not at this point. Okay, fine, fine. I, I don't know if that, he knows. At this I'm just point. saying that Harry leaves them in a similar predicament, regardless of all of that. Like they're gonna have to do this, whether they <laughs> die or not. I know that was all you. Man. All of it's maxed out, man. <laughs> so I'm just saying that, like. I, I don't know what I'm saying. I, I made my point. <laughs> this is, this We're is just arguing for argument's sake You're usually sake at this on point. my side with the Harry should have known. Usually. I, I don't know. I just had this thought about Harry 
does, I, this is the first time I've thought about it, about Harry doing the same thing that Dumbledore does by not telling anybody that. That's an excellent point. About what he learned or that he's going in to kill, to, to, to die in order to do all these things. He's just like, kill the snake. Like, that's his only <laughs> That is, first of all, that is the, that is their last thing they need to do. That's what he's assuming. And that then kill Voldemort. Hunch. Yeah, but he tells them his hunch. That's his hunt. He and that's what Dumbledore does. No, Dumbledore does not tell him all yes, his he, information. Not, not now, but he in the sixth book, he tells him. He tells him about the Horcruxes. Yeah. But he doesn't... I'm saying at, when Harry goes to die, he tells Ron and Hermione kill the snake because he thinks that's the <laughs> he last... He doesn't tell Harry and Hermione. Or, or Ron and Hermione, whatever. He, he tells, tells Neville, Neville to kill the snake because he thinks that's the last but thing. But if he was really being like this transparent thing, like he, like we want Dumbledore to be, he would sit down and talk to Ron and Hermione. This is what's happening. This is what I'm going to do. This is what you guys are going to need to do. In the middle of the battle? Is, yes. Yes. The battle's over. They're all in the Great Hall, like mourning their yeah, dead. And he specifically yeah. makes the choice not, not to, to go to... Them. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry we ganged up. But no, I, no, it's I, I get it. It's just like I, a passionate point. No, I get it. I just, I think it's a little bit different when you're asking a an, a minor to sacrifice. Like it's like you trust him to go and die for you, but you don't trust him enough. To, to have, tell him everything. To tell him everything. And that's my main point. I do have issues with that. I, I, I am with you on Dumbledore does, do, could do better. And I think it's an ego thing. And I don't I think, think it's an ego thing. I think it's a self-preservation thing. I don't think it's an ego He thing. says it's a self-preservation He thing. says, he says it's, it's out of love. That, yeah, self-preservation no, 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 because he's like, a, no, no, I no, love no. you too much. much to tell you that you have to die at the end of this. No, I, I, I'm disagreeing with both of you on this. I think it's because no, I think it's because I'm he listening. knows Sorry. he knows too much. I think it's because he has this very convoluted, uh, overarching plan in his head. He's gone back in time several times. No, so <laughs> my God, no! Um, it's because he he never lost the mindset of the greater good. He is he Oof. is doing he is doing what he believes is right yes. for the greater good, and he knows. And he believes, or he not he knows, but he believes in his heart that if he tells everybody everything, then the plan won't work. That's and the ego wishing, to me. That's, that's the, not. That's not ego. That's him being too smart for his own good. That's him thinking I that think it's not going to work if he tells everybody. Yes, uh, but I think it's a little bit of egotistical for you to be like. I am the only one it's who can know something. It's egotistical if it something. isn't true. It's egotistical if it isn't true. Right. And for Dumbledore, it is true. I don't think it's true. I think it's very... I think Harry, it's 100% we, I think true. We're making the argument that if it's true. Yeah, but... It was not egotistical. But I think, I think it's still, at the end of the day, an ego thing where he's like, at, at, the, at the end of the day, he's like, I am the only one who knows and can fix this problem. Because he is. He, he's not the only one that can fix it. He knows he can't fix yes. it. But he's the only one who thinks... He, he thinks he's the only one that can know all of the information. Exactly, because yes. if everyone else knows if the information, they won't know what to do with it. I don't think... To that end. I don't think everyone else should know the information. I think Harry should know <laughs> the information. I agree. <laughs> and, that's, he, and that's his flaw. But It's a I, flaw, but he truly believes that Harry won't be able to go through with it if he tells him. Yes. Which is not ego. That's him being like, I'm going to sacrifice myself and everything I know in order for this plan to work. That's yes. fair. That's fair. I guess. Okay. We're, okay. We're, we have to move on. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of which, I like I'm that... glad Sirius has a friend. So we don't have to cover the seventh <laughs> book is what we're note. saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I think it's I think it's funny that Harry always gets sidetracked from his original purpose to see Dumbledore. Like every single time he goes into Dumbledore's office, there's something else that that sidetracks him from his original purpose. Fox dies. Fox dies. <laughs> um, when he uh, when he's he goes going, into a pensive. He goes into a pensive. Um, uh, Trelawney is uh, Trelawney lets him know that's uh, that. Uh, Marietta Edgecombe. Marietta Edgecombe. <laughs> it's like it like never goes in. Never talks about what he originally meant to talk about. Uh, I um I hate to deride us like. <laughs> Oh God! Um, I just have a quick fan theory that I brought up earlier. Okay. Okay. Is it about um, the going back in time? No, no, it's not about going back in time. It's about I proposed early on that I thought that Dumbledore maybe bought the Riddle House, um, and he's like the mysterious owner of the Riddle House. Oh, excuse um, me, what? I brought this up early on where they're talking in the first chapter. Um, that Early a wealthy the, man. Oh, in this yeah, yeah, yeah. The first chapter of this book, a wealthy man bought the Riddle House and kept Frank on as the caretaker. And you're saying it was Dumbledore. And I thought maybe it was Dumbledore that bought the house in order to keep tabs on it because at this point he was starting to to get information on Tom Riddle. Um, huh. And it was just a no no basis. Just like I thought maybe Dumbledore was the one that bought it. And I thought that this little tidbit was maybe supportive of the fact that he bought it because he gets the Muggle newspaper for that town. Um, and it's because he's a landowner there. And he just happens to own the, the house. Well, where does it say he's the, he's the Muggle newspaper? For he little says, Hangleton? you see, I read the... He doesn't say little thing. He just says, you see, I read the Muggle newspaper, unlike most of my ministry friends. So he knows that Frank Bryce died. Oh, but that was really sad. But then he, but then he would have known that Frank Bryce died... Regardless of the newspaper, because of uh, because if he owned the house, right? But well, okay. So so yeah, that's true. But I I, I like the little I like my little fan theory li- that maybe Dumbledore did buy the house to try and like learn more about the I like family. The, I like the idea. I, regardless of whether he owns the house or not, I like the idea of him keeping tabs on Little Hangleton. Yeah. Yeah. And specifically, like, I don't think he reads every Muggle newspaper. I think there's a reason why he gets the The Muggle News for, yeah, the Little Hangleton Times. And, yeah, I think it could be something to do with that he owns the house. Because they just say a mysterious wealthy man owns it and he doesn't want anything to do with, like, he doesn't live there or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, who else but Dumbledore? I like that theory. (laughs) I like that theory. But Ministry Friends... Real sass. Yeah, he doesn't have ministry friends. Uh, that was he... so sassy. Like my other ministry friends. Well, I think he's Yikes. saying. I think he's saying it like my my med school associates, my ministry friends. My... Yeah, I mean, like it's definitely my sarcasm. I oh, I I read it as like you know like you know unlike my friends at the ministry, <laughs> like you yeah. know. Yeah. I'm at the Neville stuff. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't have too many notes on that. I just had a note that sometimes I criticize Harry for not being, like, sensitive enough and, like, oh, Harry should have asked, like, why Neville? But I also thought this read-through that I feel like Harry never asked because it's not weird to him that Neville grew up with a relative because that's how Harry grew up. Yeah. So Mm. he doesn't think that that's that weird until Dumbledore points it out. I have the same thought. I also don't think, like, I think Harry is sensitive and I think he... In this moment, the very first thing he thinks about is, why didn't I think to ask? Yeah. And I don't think, like, I think Harry, he doesn't really have a good grasp on his emotions, for sure. Or, like, being able to express them. I think there's some other insensitive moments of Harry. 
In, like, a social sense. No, I think, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he has a good grasp on them socially, but I do think he is a sensitive person. I don't think he's that's a why dick. he gets. No, that's why. I think he is more kind than most people, like, mo- than your average teenager. I think he's kind, but, like, he, similar to Ron, he doesn't have very much tact. I mean, I think he, I don't, I don't he think more he's, like, the way Ron. he deals with Cho. That's different. That's, like, uh, that's, that, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, like, oh, I'm socially awkward. Not, a, like, for, t- intact. Like, and also, it's relationships and dating, which is a whole nother world that okay. I think is separate. But I think, in terms of, like, his friends, I think he's tactful. But even with I some think, Hermione stuff, I think he shows some, like, not... I don't think he's, like, rude or, like, not a friend, but I don't think he shows a lot of tact sometimes with, like, deal. Like, well, he just, thing, like, ignores it. Well, like, like with the, um, with the fireball, he definitely showed a huge that's, lack yeah. of tact. That's, I don't think that's I'm lack of even, tact. I'm like, not she, even thinking of that. that. She did something that directly affected but that's him. But that's what that's I'm getting at. That's not tact. Like, that's, like, But like, I'm even thinking I'm of on the Rita Skeeter thing, like, in the Slash chapter, where... He notices that she, like, is upset, but he doesn't do anything, like, about the fact that she's upset that Molly Weasley didn't, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, kind of is like, oh, Ron, does your mom read it? And then, like, nothing after that. Like, that's more where I'm thinking, like, you know, a little insensitive, like, that he doesn't, you know, he kind of just ends there. Yeah. I, know, yeah. I, yeah, I guess I was just saying I have the opposite note where I thought, like, it was really, like... He was like, oh, because, I don't know, he's evolved, like, in this sense, yeah. where he's like, oh, I'm recognizing my bad. own fault he in this. Guilty. Yeah. yeah, which is, like, not something I feel like most of average teenage boys yeah. would I agree. consider. Yeah, I think it's huge, and for, for one of the first times, I felt like I realized that, like, it's not weird for Harry because of how he grew up. Like, I, yeah. I thought about how he might have perceived Neville, and so, yeah, I, I agree with you yeah. on the whole. I just yeah. meant, I don't think he always shows that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I do think, like... Or with, like, uh, not Padma, but... Uh, Pavardi. Like, I, always saw, those I always saw his lack of tact as awkwardness versus yeah. Ron's is, yeah. is specifically lack of tact. I don't, definitely has, I don't think he is, like, tactless. I think he is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think guess, he's an awkward boy. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I was using them interchangeably. Yeah. And definitely Ron is no tact. Oh, oh Ron yeah. is, yes. Yeah. Ron is his own special. Tactless. We... <laughs> Um, we talked about this earlier, but this is where I was thinking about it because Harry was thinking about it was at this point when I was reading, I was with Harry on thinking about Barty Crouch Jr. Um, at this point I was, I was thinking that uh, about Barty Crouch Jr. Like I was totally thinking he was innocent in the way that Harry was like, but, but don't you think, like, he didn't do it? Like, yeah. I was with Harry, because I wanted oh, I to told- also believe that this, like, screaming child was, like, also innocent. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean like, like I said before, that that's, one, that's one of the main reasons I hated Crouch so much, is because I felt like, like, at the very least, he didn't get a fair trial, and at the worst, he sent an innocent, he sent his own innocent child innocent. to Az, yeah. his yeah. own innocent child to Azkaban. At yeah. this point in the book. Yeah. That was my last note. Um, I, uh, my notes were, uh, he, we get a framework for Harry Scar for the first time. 
Oh, about it hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 about it hurting and, th- and that connection. And this Strength versus uh, closeness. Yeah, and this is when we explicitly start um, explaining um, the con- the true nature of the connection between Harry and Voldemort. We talked about that briefly last episode about his um, dream in and of itself. His dream, yeah. Or vi- I called it a vision, but yeah. yeah. We, we, we did that so what it was Raven. called. Um, and... Um, my last note is just, like, I love that at the end of this, um, Dumbledore is, like, this is Neville's story to don't, tell. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. tell. And then it made me and think Harry of, like, Harry doesn't all, share yeah, it, which I love. Yeah. And it made me think, sensitive. <laughs> it made me think of, like, Ariana a little bit, too. Like, this is, like, my, my family. Like, yeah. you know, like, just, yeah, this is Neville's story. I think that's his loyalty. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my very last note is, um, it, so when we're looking at the stuff in the pensive, do you guys think this is the absolute truth or is it people's impression of it? I think it has to be impression because memory is always changed. That's, I, that's, I think it, I take it as absolute truth as a reader. And we, yes. but we yeah. talked about unreliable narrator last chapter in Sirius or not last chapter in Padfoot Returns. Yeah. But I think, I think it's as... I think it is as real as the person remembers it, but I think memory itself is altered. And, and that is, and that's what I'm getting at is the is that memory inherently is uh, is biased because no matter no matter what, no matter how good your memory is, unless you have like an eidetic memory, um, everything you see is t- is is tinted with your own spin on it, and memory is never exact. Speaking of eidetic I, memory, though, I do think if any memory was going to be whole truth, it would be Albus Dumbledore's. Uh, true. Like, <laughs> I think this is a better account than, like, Sirius's. And I also wonder if, like, the magic of pulling out memories is pulling out, like, exactly how you saw it mm-hmm. without emotion. Just not even, like, what you remembered, but, like, the exact thing that you saw, like, mm-hmm. if it is, like, a photographic memory... And that's like part of the magic. But if is like you yeah. have to bring it, it to your, if you have to bring it to, to your, your head, temp- then it. Yeah, if, I, if you're thinking of this neurologically, if, the, if if you're thinking of this scientifically, then the memory stored in your brain is constantly being altered by your experiences, yeah. and every time you recall it, it gets altered just a little but bit. But the original memory is somewhere in there when you mm-hmm. are first watching it. Yeah, you you do get that original. So like I'm, I don't know how magic works. Obviously, I don't. Do you but. watch Black Mirror? Uh, I've seen episodes of no, Black Mirror. No, no, this, no, this is it's it's very related. There is an episode of Black Mirror that um you can press like rewind that you can get something implanted in your head, and so you can press like rewind, fast forward, <laughs> pause, and replay your memory. And it's in that instance, it's not altered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was, um. I was thinking about that when you were talking about this and when I was listening to this chapter and it was like, because I was trying to say, you know, is a pensieve like good? Because in this episode of Black Mirror, it is not good because you can go back and like when you're having a fight with someone, you can see the exact thing and then you can analyze things that you did wrong and then it just makes you really depressed. But anyway, I'm in this instance, I'm like, so if that's possible, then... You know, it I, would be possible to get, like, an exact image yeah. because, you know, it's... I'm thinking it's a pretty exact image. Yeah, I think for the purposes of the of the book and how it's written, it is an exact image. But I think if, uh, from a scientific perspective, if the pensive was existed in real life, 
it would be uh, it would be a distorted image. Yeah, because I'm even thinking of like how he sees like the like how Moody looks or how Crouch looks. Like it's specific characteristics of them that only an exact image would you know like would pick up. Yeah, even Dumbledore in his fight is like wouldn't remember every exact like. Unless he has an eidetic memory, which I I would believe. Yeah, I would believe that too. But I think I think there's magic in the fact that it is supposed to be like the yeah. memory. Yeah. And I think that's also a literary device. It's a literary device, and I think it's supported by like it's supposed I, to be. An I agree because like the pen, we're supposed to take the pensive what we as see in the pen as absolute truth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just don't think it would be. I just don't think that's what would happen fact, in real life. With things not being told, like Crouch, but it's still like fact and like how you're seeing it, yeah. like. Yeah. I do think it's Service interesting, level. though, to think about, like... Unreliable narrator that we think Unreliable about. pensive. Huh. Would, I think that's a really yeah. interesting thing to think I don't about, know and that, now I really want to write that, a fan fiction I, Maybe that episode just came out. Yeah, yeah came I, out I listened to that. Yeah. Pat Foot Returns, yeah. Because, like, Sirius is supposed to be a reliable narrator, but, like, I brought into the question for the first time ever about Sirius not being unreliable. Wow. All right. Um, okay. Cool. Do we want to do quiz? I have a question. Okay. Mm. Do you want to ask us? Mm-hmm. Or did you did you go ahead? No, have... go ahead first. Okay. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, hoggy, hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. So, or do we have to pause for? Uh... Mm-mm. Okay. I'll, I'll just slip it in. Okay. Um, what was what uh what was the team that Ludo Bagman played against that the witch congratulated him on? Turkey. Yeah. It's Turkey. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Against Turkey. I just like, want well, to the way the says it, I, it's so in my head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I know you said you didn't study. Oh, but, God. Um, it is on that. Who specialized in the imperious curse that Karkaroff named? Mulsuper? Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes. I was about to give you a hint. There was Travers. He helped murder the McKinnons. Mulsabar. He specialized in the case. All I remember was Mulsabar and Wolfwood. Great. Yeah. Did you have a cute... I did, but mine's not good, so we can... Like, we don't need to do it. What is it? it I, like, it's just easy. I was just going to be like, how is Barty Crouch Jr. described? Um, Straw-haired, uh, mm-hmm. timid, mousy. Yeah, Sandy hair? Yeah, it's yeah. Sandy. Yeah. Sandy, okay. It's, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, I gave it 140 points. I thought it was a wow. really juicy chapter. Mm-hmm. I really like this chapter. Me too. Um, I'm upping my points. I gave it 125, but I'm going to up it to 150 because I think we had so much Stop. to talk about, obviously. Almost three hours. Yeah. It's like, going to be less than that, but. It, it, I mean, it's a good chapter. It's a solid chapter. Yeah. I... I actually kind of, and, and for framework, I've been listening to all these episodes, so I know the, the range of points mm-hmm. that you use. I kind of lowballed it. I, I originally gave it 85. Okay. I'm going to up it to like uh, 100. But is it by feeling, like how it makes you feel? Well, it's not, it's not that. It's because it rehashes a lot of stuff that we already know. Mm-hmm. From um, Sirius? From Sirius and from, uh, um, I feel like I feel like we learned uh, learned a lot of this stuff from... Uh, I guess it was just serious. And the eye, the egg in the eye. The egg in the eye as well. We also bit. learn a lot of new stuff too. Which though. is why, which is why I'm, which is why I'm upping it. And, yeah. And 
and also that and also the all the courtroom scenes are just are just so well written but like rough but yeah well yeah and so they're I'll, rough because they're well I'll, I'll give I'll, I'll i'll give it a hundred points so, yeah. um so my rat is crouch senior okay I, but I had a hard time coming up with a rat, because like I said, I don't hate Crouch, but like he is like the most unlikable character. I forgot to come up with a, a rat. I came up with a champ, but I didn't come up On with a rat. On the fly, what were you thinking? I'm, now I, I have to go back and okay. think. Yeah. My, my rat professor. was... Uh, my, my rat... <laughs> it always throws me off guard when you call me professor. Uh, my rat was uh, both Crouches, actually. With, uh, Interesting, yeah. Yeah, with Harry, with Harry as an honorable mention for being nosy. For a rat. <laughs> I actually didn't get, I didn't think about giving Harry as a rat, but. I just thought he was being Also because I nosy. was like in the feet of Harry for most of the book, like, so I couldn't, I couldn't give myself a rat. No, no, <laughs> no, no, but, but definitely, but I mean, that was kind of like a, no, that I, was like a joke thing I that get I threw it. in. Um, but yeah, I think both the Crouches um, were, were super, super shitty in this chapter. Yeah, yeah, I think my rat was Barty Crouch Jr. Jr., yeah. I thought about giving it to Jr., but like. He's so sympathetic in this chapter, like, not knowing what happens, like, as a dumb reader. Yeah, I mean, I also dumb, think, like, like I this time, time I was focusing a lot on, like, what happened to Neville's parents, mm. so I think that made me lose all, like, respect sense, I had for Barty Crouch Jr. Damn. In that sense, I should have given this to Ludo back. <laughs> Um, so I gave my champ to Dumbledore, even though, like, too. originally I was thinking that he wasn't forthcoming enough. Mm-hmm. I was like, I still appreciate how much he did share with Harry, I guess, mm-hmm. in the end. So I, I, I gave it to Dumbledore. Yeah. <coughs> Same reasons. Um, I gave mine to Harry. I didn't, it didn't bother really? me that he was nosy. I know. It doesn't bother <laughs> me that he was nosy. And I, and I liked the way he was thinking about Neville. And I didn't really think there was any other, like champ in this chapter like i wasn't honestly i wasn't that mad at dumbledore in this until we started talking until we started i'm mad i get mad at him overall but in this (laughs) chapter i wasn't that mad at him i was more saying this would have been a good time to tell him yeah Yeah. but i see what you're saying but which i do like i agree with what i'm changed on that aspect i don't think he really knows all that much now i do think he could have told him i think you brought up some good points though But I, I really like this chapter. It's, it's, it was it, a great one to it, discuss. Yeah, and it answers a lot of questions that you've had throughout the entire book, mm-hmm. but also adding new mysteries. Yeah. And in general, I would just like to say we made a good team where, like, in parts, like, Joey and Alex took the same side, yeah. Joey mm-hmm. and I took the same side, Alex and I took, like, yeah. we did a good job of, like, kind of... Shifting, we did two shifting alliances. Obviously, yeah. we did 2v1 a lot, but we yeah. shared... It was, oh, it was definitely, I felt like so it was a very good discussion. Yeah. We did a good job of, like, we all didn't have the same point mm. of views, but, like, we shared points yeah. of views in different ways. I mean, apps. I love doing this. This is a lot of fun. This was fun. Next week, we're doing Chapter 31, The Third Task, and I... I proposed a password um what's the answer to the sphinx's riddle fun i'm excited to do the third task so oh that is fun um tune in also please tell us what you thought about like some of the the points we brought up in this yeah we definitely had a lot of things we were like debating about and i would love to hear your thoughts on them namely the pensieve thanks for sticking with us stay magical charmed i'm sure science is magical <laughs> mischief managed bum 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 bum
Thank you for listening to another episode. Um, if you can take a moment and just find us on social media, that would be wonderful. We're Potter Watch on Facebook, Real Potter Watch on Twitter, and on Instagram, we are Podcast Potter Watch, as well as our email, podcastpotterwatch at gmail.com. Please feel free to communicate with us at any time. About any topic. <laughs> um, and most importantly, please... Um, Give us a review on iTunes. This really helps people find out about the podcast. Um, We appreciate all the reviews, and and it helps us, um, you know, get a better idea of how we're doing as podcast hosts. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it.